0: I love that because I I like how like Orthodox will basically say that Catholics are Protestants, right? Because they're <laughs> like, well, you know, you've cleaved from the one true church. Yeah. So, you know, right. I, I've got a real soft spot for the Orthodox. I like an icon. I like a bit of incense. I like Greek food. You know, it's all good. In my like, yes. I like Greek yeah. food. Yeah. yeah. That's it's, right, baby.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. You know, I, I also I like that, Greek food. <laughs> I think allowing a priest to get married really cuts down on a lot of the noncing. That's true. I'm Absolutely. a huge fan of that. You know, didn't they okay, put all, all that what? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently,
2: there is a lot of nonsense that goes on in the Protestant churches. It's just not as well reported because there's God. no centralized authority. Damn it!
3: Oh yeah, yeah the, the Jews also do a lot of nonsense. Uh, I yeah. think it's more that uh, religious extremism makes you a dick.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We all have local recordings going. Incidentally,
3: yeah, I, I yeah, got, I yeah, got my local going. going.
2: Okay, good. Okay. So we're technically on the podcast.
3: Yeah, no, I think I think what it is is that as we know, the one true holy. What is it? The one true holy and apolistic Apos- ha- apostolic, ha- apostolic church. Yeah. church. That's
1: yes. Jesus Christ. Aplistic. The one true Appalachian church.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Yo, the snake handlers. Well, yep. wait, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Roz, this is news
3: that only affects you. But Canes opens Thursday, May twelfth at eight a.m. at thirty, where uh, Bobby's Burger Palace used to be. What? Cain's, I'm gonna start the
1: podcast Is this now. chicken. <laughs> leave that in. Yeah, the, the podcast leave that, bit that we're in. doing. Yeah, it's yeah. Raising... Hello and welcome to well, Hi, there's your Saladin. Cain's... A podcast yeah. about how cool I think Saladin was. That's right. Uh, <laughs> you, you know who we are, but we also got Dr. Alan Iyanaga, friend of the show, historian, back on to talk about the Crusades. Hello. Yes.
0: Um, these guys have a lot to answer for. Let's go. All right.
1: <laughs> so, um, what if we went to the first slide? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, hold on. Hold
2: on, Alice. What, I got this. What? God All damn right, it. So, the Crusader was the sort of budget streamliner <laughs> oh, that the Railroad had, the <laughs> right? um, So, back in December of 1937, Even they looks wanted like to. like the
1: helmet. Yeah.
2: Exactly right. They they wanted to have a competing service with the Pennsylvania Railroad from Philadelphia to New York City. <laughs> this is by way of West Trenton, right? Give me the from, real first slide. Yeah. God so damn So it was you. about a ninety-minute schedule. Oh, God. they had this old. This they is got a this, coup. yeah, yeah. So I was <laughs> I it was Ross a Baldwin. <laughs> Baldwin's are going to be relevant later. It was a Baldwin steam locomotive. Now was this Baldwin and some in Philly cars. or Baldwin in Edison? Uh this would have been baldwin and eddie stone thank you um, okay now can right, i just yeah. have
3: 35 more questions <laughs> about this? About this.
2: Okay. can you so tell me name, more about uh, uh about its uh, traction they call they called it the crusader because a guy named pw siltzer of plainfield new jersey won a prize to name the train what? he said call it the crusader right he, he won 250 dollars yeah Incredible. Uh, they put diesel locomotives on in the fifties. They replaced it with Bud RDCs in nineteen sixty, 1960, nineteen sixty-seven. After the Aldine, uh, Aldine connection severed the, uh, I the, am placing the, my head
1: in my yeah. hands.
2: <laughs> so anyway, it's it, it, uh, it, it sort of it, it was around for a while. Uh, but it uh, formally ended in, like, 1982, when New Jersey Transit stopped serving West Trenton. <laughs> formally they ended in that.
1: 1982, and New Jersey Transit I invaded Antioch. Exactly. The, the wiki has
3: this, uh, safety is your job on this, uh... Yes. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. very nice. Now, let's talk about the Holy Cross Crusaders. Now, my <laughs> uncle went to Holy Cross for a semester before he dropped out. <laughs> 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 Uh, we're gonna talk about uh the men's rowing team specifically. Now uh <laughs> <laughs> to wear
1: the like place armor as you rowed, yeah. just you know like climb is the whole One time. of nine schools to have won an NCAA championship in both baseball and basketball. I'm feeling like a white saladin right now. Well it's totally interesting. interesting Stainless steel armor
2: over the steam locomotive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. Y- yeah.
3: Holy Cross and Boston College first played football against each other in 1896.
0: <laughs> I, damn it!
1: I'm, my t- my first turn to write the bonus episode in fucking three months, and this is this is yep. the way that I'm treated. I <laughs> will say about that that I was cooed because
3: uh, my idea originally wasn't as much. Uh, I'm not unhappy. Uh, the NASCAR bonus episode wasn't my idea. You just made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, cause I wanted
1: to have Victoria back on, so I was just oh, uh, like, dude, yeah. I, NASCAR, yeah. I, I do NASCAR. Right.
3: I do love Victoria. Uh, now, if we, if I can direct your attention back to uh, the no, ho- College of the Holy Cross potatoes. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. tell us
1: about rowing.
3: Oh, I I got nothing. I was just trying to annoy you.
0: And it worked. (laughs) with that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh wow, okay, take that tone.
2: Well, a lot of people don't know this, but before it was the first and pretty much only stainless steel streamlined steam train, (laughs) there was some some people who called themselves crusaders in history. That's
1: true. And we're gonna talk about them for three to five hours instead. Uh, (laughs) I have work in the morning. And we we have here a fine example of uh, the subject of today's episode, the real subject, which is religious violence. Um, Everybody's favorite now uh, we we love to combine religion and we love to combine warfare uh it's yeah. true of like mm-hmm. a lot of societies and a lot of different times, lots of different places like you' sort of the, the the violence is what makes the religion work, yeah, absolutely it's like yeah. peanut butter and chocolate, right so you have you, you know your your sacred wars of religion in ancient Greece, you have your European wars of religion in the like sixteenth uh, uh, century all but the way always- through to like ISIS, fucking Mesoamerican flower wars are kind of wars of religion because they're done to like please and honor gods. And mm-hmm. it's, this this then gets into a sort of quite a fraught historical question, right? Because you go, well, if everybody is fucking religious all the time and everybody mm-hmm. is making war on each other all the time, <laughs> thank you. Is there yeah. a like <laughs> meaningful <laughs> distinction? Like, can you say that there's like a specifically religious war?
0: Um, mm, that's what, yeah, that's a good question because it's sort of like religion plays a part in almost every war. So, you know, whether or not we want to admit that. So even particularly if we're talking about wars now, like we'll pretend that they're a religious, but they will we'll couch it in sort of like a clash of civilization stuff. And it's like, yeah,
3: straight up call the Iraq invasion or the invasion of Afghanistan a crusade. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. I just Mm want to say God loves you and wants you to kill people. (laughs) Here's Mm -hmm.
3: the thing. Here's the Mm -hmm. thing you need to learn. God loves you, but he doesn't like you very much. <laughs> <That's>
1: yeah. <right. laughs> yeah, you're also not very important to him. What is important no, to him no. is glory, and the way God that is. you get that glory, you are scraps on God's plate. That's uh, right. That's yeah. right. I mean, you can you can also like because one thing I've noticed about historians, and I say this with the best will in the world, is that as uh, as a sort of a school. You guys love to fucking complicate shit if yeah. a historian gets <laughs> to go well this i think this actually complicates the narrative mm. you love that shit. that's
0: right that's yeah. right ho like guess what like, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm simply here to say but actually it's more complex than that repeatedly mm. uh just over and over again um although you i think that if you're talking about the crusades you don't even need to do that because i think it's pretty clear like yeah uh, it, it just it, these guys these fucking guys this is my thing about uh, the crusades uh, in general and i think like um i try to avoid talking about them at all costs because i think they're so complex and annoying uh mm. but you know and yet you, yeah, you, you have,
1: agreed to be on this podcast
0: and do, look Thank it you. just shows how much i love you guys Come on. Aww. Like I'm just I'm just a great friend yeah, um and that's adequate historian.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you barely complicate anything.
0: No, like I mean uh you wouldn't you complicate a little birthday boy, etc. I don't <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah so like I, it's true, it's true. And it's one of these things that's kind of annoying because like, you know, some of us who are in the Daily Mail today have been called revisionist historians. And I'm like, mate, that just means you're a historian. <laughs> like, you know the point is, it's like, oh, they're rewriting history. It's like, no, it's just called writing history, honey.
3: It's I was expecting us to do Holocaust denial ten minutes in, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, uh, I mean, I, I think I think you're right. Like the Crusades are kind of remarkably unambiguous for what they are, especially as religious warfare, because there is a religious authority involved that tells mm-hmm. people what to do. It tells yeah. them to do warfare in a specific place in a specific time, and then a bunch of guys go and do it. And yeah. like that's like as straightforward as an example as you could possibly hope for. Yeah, I mean,
0: there are all kinds of like attendant things that come along with the crusades. And I'll have people ask me all the time. And they'll be like, oh, but really, didn't people go on crusade because they wanted to make money? And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, look, those are all bits that are present within the desire to crusade. But I, you have to take these guys at their word. If they're saying to you, yeah, I'm going over there because I want to Christian the joint up, you have to believe them. <laughs> yeah. You know, sure, like if they make some money, I'm sure that would be great as well. But they're when there. people
1: show you who they are, believe them the first time, right? Exactly. Yes. I don't know
0: what I don't know what else you want to call the Pope sending people over there, and yeah, like it's yelling day Yeah, yeah.
1: So with that in mind, mm-hmm. I figured I would just sort of relate a broad, very potted narrative of the first fourish Crusades because after that I got bored. Um So with that in mind, the year is 1095 AD, and. As is, from time to time, the case in history, the world is confronted it's, with- it's, it's CE, it's it's the common era. CE, excuse me. Uh, mm.
2: No, it's- it's- it's-, uh, no, it's it not. anno these, these
1: guys I thought not. it was fucking anno Domine, gear, all
2: right.
3: The year I mean, of yeah. our lord. That's crazy,
1: I'm alive and they're not, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But as as is sometimes the case in history, the world, the Christian world, is confronted with next slide please, a really annoying Turkish guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <man>. So
2: Joker uh, <laughs> <laughs> <"Hey."> Sabian. <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> Alice is here trying to foment more pod <laughs> beefs.
1: <laughs> Listen, they're easy jokes, and I like to make them <laughs> because they're easy. So yeah. <laughs> right, here you are, War to the Turks. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so after the emergence of Islam and the death of Muhammad, the various uh, successor states, the various caliphates, uh, they had fought the Byzantine Empire, who are like the Eastern.
0: Well, Eastern they consider Rome.
1: themselves Eastern Rome. They consider yeah. themselves the Roman Empire's like. It heirs. is. It's just the Roman Empire. Yeah.
0: yeah they never call themselves yeah. Byzantium. We call them yeah. that. I like to call them Eastern yeah. Rome just because I'm a dick about it.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I mean the the Byzantines had been fighting the Persians already, and it, they just kind of like continued that anyway, but now, with an extra little religious frisson mm. of uh maybe you should become Muslim um Now, the fortunes of these various caliphates are sort of beyond the scope of this paper, right? But suffice it to say that they they, they rise, they fall, they uh, take a lot of slaves, they make those slaves convert to Islam, they Mm. convert a lot of people on their borderlands to Islam without making them slaves. And in doing so, Islam spreads very, very widely across uh, Africa, Central Asia, uh, including into the steppes of what is now Kazakhstan. Uh, which mm. is populated by guys who, would I guess, would ethnically be called Turks. Yeah, they're Turkic. Uh, th- yeah. Th- this will get confusing, because there are like 500 different groups here who are all Turks, also the Christians mm. call everybody a Turk, even if they're not a Turk. Turk-esque. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Turk-ish. Um, <laughs> Turk-ish, yes. <laughs> so at the, end, at the end of the 10th century, uh, a bunch of these guys, the Seljuks, uh, Are sort of like they become Muslims, sort of partially voluntarily, partially through enslavement. Uh, and then they sort of migrate south into what's now Iran and absolutely kick everyone's dick in, is the main thing about right. the Seljuk's.
0: Get them dicks out. We're going to see them. <laughs> We're going to kick them. That's I don't,
3: like that.
1: don't want to do cock-and-ball torture on this podcast. I don't think that's an unreasonable that's, that's ask. That's what they do to the, to the Ghaznavids. Uh, they, they take um, uh, fucking Baghdad, they take Mosul, uh, mm-hmm. and a, a lot like um, the Mongols in China later on, they sort of, once they once they've conquered, they kind of stay and they like it. And although they're originally nomadic, uh, they quite like all of the sort of trappings of culture that come with ruling these places. Mm. Um, you can sort of say that they become Persianized, especially. Like, they start speaking and writing in Persian. Uh, they also, as as any ruler who wants to, like, legitimize themselves does, they become huge patrons of the arts as well. Um, so you get a lot oh, yeah. of poetry out of this. You get a lot of, like, fancy tiles out of this and so on. Um,
0: I fucking love the tiles. I just want to like quick shout oh, out yeah. to the tiles uh, MVP in my opinion. They also <laughs> do a lot of like really cool um, ceramics based on Ming era pottery, where they kind of like make their own versions, and I think it whips and it's it's mm. good uh, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and I mean the the best thing that you can do is to kind of like endow these sort of publicly useful like caravanserais or um or things like that, hospitals even, and all of those are like beautiful or were. The ones that survive in any form, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but they 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 keep expanding. In 1055, they take Baghdad, which is like the important city to uh, mm. sort of like the the Middle East at this point. And then in they expand into sort of Anatolia, Eastern Turkey, the eastern bit of the Byzantine Empire. Mm-hmm. And to sort of everyone's surprise, in 1071, they win the Battle of Manzikert. Um, and they they take anatolia they take what's now the eastern half of turkey mm. um and in part because these are uh, sort of nomadic people they're quite adept at having the sort of governmental structures to colonize anatolia which is essentially you just, g- you just give it to the guy who conquered it right he's he's yeah. now the like father general the atabeg of this place and he can rule it like and you know settle people in it and convert people to islam and try and like raise soldiers from it um
0: and yeah, because get a local wife you yeah. bring the boys, and that, that's what's <laughs> up, you know? That's it.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and this is, of it's course, time the time was thing. had by all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because we know that the Byzantines like to think of themselves as Rome, um, so too now do the Seljuks. Like, the bit of Anatolia that they occupy, they just call the saltness of Rome. Of Rome, but same difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're thriving. It's a good time. And uh, if we get the next slide, please. So is this where this this is where like the narrative
2: of the the next Rome gets complicated, right? Mm. Um, mm. you know, because because the, the the what you got like Kevin rus going on at the same time, and, like we're mm. the third Rome, and then oh, yeah. like Moscow's the third Rome, and then like like all kinds of weird shit there. I I vaguely remember, uh, history from freshman year of high school, uh. <laughs>
0: You've also got around this time, you know, the Holy Roman Empire is about to be like, like is a thing again, you know, we've kind of got the uh, Tonian dynasty. um, Oh, yes, like I like cranking at this bit. So, you know, we've got a Roman emperor in the West back uh, as well. Um, And it's interesting to me that, uh, you know, one of the things that we don't do is take the Holy Roman Empire seriously when actually we should just because uh, everyone knows one Voltaire quote and are incredibly boring. Um, mm. But you know you've got a lot of <laughs> <Well, damn. laughs> <laughs> like, only Roman, you're an empire. <laughs> like shut the fuck up! Like I swear, <laughs> to God, it lasted I lasted so long. Time, they were
2: like. They were like ten years away from having
1: railroads when it finally collapsed.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Like that's a pretty good empire, you know. You should be so lucky, guys. Yeah. Come on.
1: And the so. the idea of Rome is like really compelling to the Islamic world as well. Like it's it's mentioned in the Quran. It's a surah of the Quran that describes the war between the Sassanid Persians and the Byzantines. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, it's it's sort of very much this idea of like this is what. Uh, Western you know, civilization, whatever that's worth, is it's a slow, sort of like shorthand for temporal power as well. In the same way that it had been for a lot of other people throughout history. Mm-hmm. Um, so d- d- the thing about maps, right? You remember the fucking map of e- all of the little fucking like princely territories of the the Holy Roman Empire? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, ev- and everyone's like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. How do you have these? This like twelve square foot of someone's garden is like an electorate. Um, People got to get elected. People got to yeah, do stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, and also every yeah. map is wrong. Every map is wrong because, like, we we living in sort of a sort of post treaty of Westphalia sort of like uh, imagination. We think, oh, it's painted this color on the map. That's a state. It works like a modern state, and it doesn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. all of these have more to do with like you and your boys, right? Various family networks, various <laughs> yeah. webs mm-hmm. of political intrigue mm-hmm. and stuff, uh, holding all of these together same like, with this
0: yeah like none of these guys are about to like build you a hospital or make roads for you right like no. there's oh. no council election there are simply no bin men to even be hard <laughs> right <laughs> like it's just about like which dudes can collect money from you and like who I was are you ask, on free is this mostly and like for life? a
3: taxation thing like yeah yeah oh, yeah. yeah because it, it'd okay. be
0: like well th- this is the guy who collects tax here you know okay I'm yeah,
1: like, That's I mean about the, the yeah. sort of at this point in the Islamic world, there's a system called ikta, which is remarkably similar to to feudalism in the West, which is like very much the like this is the number of soldiers which this land can be taxed to support in like a levy, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then like most of the time, you just fucking I don't know farm beets or whatever the fuck. It's yeah.
2: a massive excuse to avoid inventing the telegraph.
3: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no one wants to invent yeah.
2: railroads yet either. <laughs> yeah, no one will talk about this, but
3: I am brave enough to.
2: Yeah. So, this, so These this people big... could have invented the telegraph at
1: any time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this big yellow Seljuk sort of paint here that's not reflective of like a, a centrally organized state at all. Mm. It's barely reflective of a decentralized state. Like, it, it, you might have sort of like, Atabegs or emirs who like run cities and the areas around them, like there's going to be an emir of Baghdad, there's going to be an emir of Damascus, they don't necessarily like each other or even Mm -hmm. really owe any common allegiance to anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, especially because of these this ability to colonize land that you take off of the Byzantines, that makes the sultanate of Rome, uh, Anatolia, makes those guys very, very powerful. Yeah. Um,
0: like they they had a really good thing going here because they were able to just kind of like go in there and exploit what systems did exist, mm. um, and that means that they could kind of take them over. Like the Fatimids are the ones who really got the biggest and like keyest sweep because you know um, the African literal was pretty much the breadbasket of Byzantine Empire. Like that's where Eastern Rome got all its money was from Egypt, and they're like, uh oh. Uh, you know, <laughs> you kind of like take Damascus and everything, and they're like, "Fuck, fuck, shit!" You know, like that's that. This is where they're making a lot of money, but um, it's kind of like testament actually to the fact that Eastern Rome was fairly well pulled together. That when these bits fall, they fall so quickly, right? Hmm. So, like that—that's actually evidence of a fairly well-regulated state. Because if you had lots of small little bibs and bobs, that would be. You know, like m- more difficult to kind of like uh, wield into a cohesive whole right away. So they just kind of fall over like a deck of cards because there is a state and they weren't expecting to get their ass and them quite so much as they did. So, you know, it's interesting because it's a little bit of one thing and a little bit of another, right? Because mm-hmm. of all
1: the cock of ball torture, yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. We, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> we, also, we
1: also see another, another sort of early theme here, which is uh, Muslims fighting other Muslims, uh, both within these sort of states that we're calling like the Seljuk Empire or the Fatimid Caliphate and against each other. The Fatimids mm. uh, n- notably had been sort of early conquerors of Egypt and the Levant. They had like conquered Jerusalem, Damascus, all this. Uh, they're also Shia, which does not go down very well with the Sunni Seljuks. Uh, And at this point in history, they're looking quite weak. Um, And so it's relatively easy for like individual Seljuk adventurers, guys who just want to get like an army together and take somewhere in the hopes of their reward being administering it, to just knock off places on the periphery. Um, So, like, they try this in Georgia. uh, And most notably, they try this in the Levant. They come down through. Uh, what's now sort of Jordan, Northern Israel, uh, Syria, and um, they take Damascus, and and particularly I'm talking about one guy, Atziz Ibn Awakh. Just a dude. Um, Just just a a, dude. Just a dude. Just one dude. One dude and his guys. (laughs) Um, Atziz Ibn Awakh is not a nice man. (laughs) Sending, (laughs) Sending a text to the boys like, yo, what the fuck did we conquer Damascus last night? Yeah, Aziz C's, C's and uh, the cast of the show Entourage. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be our podcast in a couple of years. We'll accidentally take <laughs> Damascus. We're gonna take Damascus. Uh, see, like he 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 does take Damascus, which is by far the the big deal in the Levant. Like that's the big city. He incidentally takes Jerusalem. Jerusalem is. <laughs> Only really sort of notable for religious activity, like some it's important dumb Bible on that basis. Shit, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of some um, wall
3: I've never heard of. Yeah, exactly. Really <laughs> want yeah. is
2: Bethlehem for the steel mill there.
1: <laughs> uh, <Duke laughs> <and Yeah. Levi. laughs> we talk about Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, a lot on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Aziz at, is at not a nice man. He's not very nice to Christians in particular, and there's still a lot of Christian pilgrims who want to go to. Bethlehem. Who want to go to Jerusalem? They want to go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Uh-huh. Um, and in some cases, he prevents them and menaces them and does other horrible things to them. Cancel. Well, um, yeah, exactly. Like um, he also, most notably in 1077, Jerusalem itself rebels against him, and his instinct there is ah, oh, just slaughter oh, everyone. It's going to be mass murder. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. mass murder. Uh, uh, is it, is it, this is the first idea, of like. Countless massacres that we have here. Most notably, uh like a lot of the, the population of Jerusalem at this point are Muslim, include Muslim rebels. And when the Muslims who rebel against him uh sort of are forced to retreat, they hole up in Al-Aqsa Mosque on, oh, uh, no. on the Temple Mount. And he kills all of them in Al-Aqsa Mosque. Now th- this Think is that.
4: This, yeah, this is, what, this is yeah, not, don't do that. not what you call a diplomatic that.
1: move. <laughs> like, if you get a sense of like how angry people were about the Israeli Defense Forces firing tear gas into Alaqsa last week, um, putting Did they people do it to the again? S- yeah. yeah, they love doing uh, it. Man. Oh, they love it. That's uh, their favorite. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so putting people into like to the sword in there, uh, this is that's a lot worse. Like, and 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 yeah. has been so for several hundred years.
0: Yeah, I feel um, like Allah is not a huge fan of that. I don't mean to no. to speak for he who cannot be spoken for and yet,
1: you know, <laughs> I'm just going out on a limb, you know. Yeah. Uh so He's he, he gets he, he gets pretty quickly ousted after this by uh one of the sons of the uh the Seljuk Shah, Malik Shah I And and these various dipshit sons are like some of the main power bases. So this is an important guy, sort of taking care of an unimportant guy who has made a problem for him. Sort of like the Irishman. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, genuinely, I think one of the best ways to understand this this stuff is mob shit. Right? Like it's absolutely a case of like uh, guys who try to like claw their way up, running into these established familial networks, inconveniencing them, and getting killed. Um, yeah, yeah so 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 Malik Shaw has uh, him strangled to death with a bowstring, which is your classic like uh-huh. step Turk kind of thing. The
0: classic yeah. Turk right here.: yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh, right. Mm-hmm. The Turk
1: what was
3: it? the Turk the Turk lusting for something, the lustful Turk. Yeah, they're heart, they're right. they
0: lessen
1: his heart for Vienna. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, he also
0: lessened his heart for autoerotic bow. <laughs> Just anything sort of like
1: archery paraphernalia related. That's these guys, right. like, yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. So, so, so Atius is dead. The guy who was like fucking with the pilgrims is dead. The Fatimids take back Jerusalem anyway, so it's not even the Seljuks' problem. Um, doesn't matter. The damage has been done. Next slide, please. I feel like one thing you never want to hear on this podcast is the damage has been done. No. Yeah. no. Mm. So 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 the guy on the right uh, who looks kind of annoyed uh really was. This is Alexios I, mm. he's the, first. He is the what, emperor like, of Rome.
0: Look at his incredible robe. Like absolute emperor shit
1: that is a good fit That's a right good there rip. actually yeah, yeah. yeah. the Ripple drip alert. The, Ripple exactly. Alert. yeah it's tripping <laughs> <laughs> so so he's he's not particularly uh, like happy that the the Byzantine empire has lost a shitload of territory in the east He's also not particularly happy that Christian pilgrims are getting the uh, waylaid. Yeah, mm, mm. and th- this is a point like pre Great Schism. This is a point at which the Orthodox Church and the Catholic Church consider themselves to be very much brother Christians, mm-hmm. not in like uh, fun, happy interdenominational, like let's hold hands sort of oh, way. God, no. no.
4: <laughs> but
1: it's there's there's a distinct sort of point in the relations between the two that we'll get to in the course of this episode, and this is before. That that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so Alexios gets in touch. He sends embassies to guy on the left, Pope Urban II. Um, oh boy. To the effect of uh, this is this is a bad situation for Christendom, which is yeah. like a, a real thing. It definitely exists. I'm not making it up for the purposes of this letter. Uh pl- please help. Um
2: and I'm just so- imagining there's like there's like two pubs, and you've got You've got the... the, the, Inside of you,
3: there are two. (laughs) One in Avenue and one in Rome.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, and there's, uh, there's a Matt Iglesias think piece
1: about the urban rural divide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a, an urbanist. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> oh, mistake, hey. So, guess so, hey. so, so what? You're gonna be excommunicated. <laughs> so, the Vatican is hearing about pilgrims getting waylaid and oppressed and stuff, and you know, the idea kind of vaguely forms that maybe we could sort of do something about this. Um, also. Irvin sort of really starts making positive noises when he gets one of these embassies from Alexios, one of these letters. It's probably like his third, so the guy's really been bugging him I, about. I
3: it. like that Yusuf starts making positive noises like he's some sort of trained
1: seal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um but he gets this other, other place. Guy. A place called Piacenza. Uh, where Urban <laughs> the Seal Pope is on a, 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 he's he's literally he's on tour like a band. He's doing a See the Pope tour of Europe
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. um, with Sea World. Yeah, the first three <laughs> really rows will get wet. Popes
3: keep, <laughs> keep dying in the tank.
1: <laughs> so, so you, you may ask, why is the Pope on tour? And and the answer is because. <laughs> The the Holy Roman Empire has just gotten out of the next two and a half hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, Holy, the Holy Roman Empire has just gotten out of a fifty year civil war over whether or not the Holy Roman Empire can veto a bishop uh that the Pope appoints. That's right. And can they? Which yeah. uh the the answer to the answer to this generally, uh, and as in this case, is absolutely not. That is a privilege that the, the Pope preserves himself. This sort of culminates in Pope Gregory the Seventh making the Holy Roman Empire Emperor Henry the Fourth wear a hair shirt and yeah. stand in the snow for three days yeah. to beg his repentance. Yeah, oh, he Jesus! Had to go. It's, it's
0: called like the the the, the walk to casino, and it was like in for four days he made him stand out in the snow barefoot before he'd allow him into uh, start to Kenosa, uh, Yeah, Kenosa, before he yeah. allowed him into the city. Um, I, I was curious. Uh,
3: Seems a bit
2: extreme. Well, what is it, a hair shirt?
0: It's, it's like a, a shirt really made itchy of shirt. like really
1: coarse wool. It's like painful spin-off. to wear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And, and genuinely, one of the things I was surprised to learn about this is that going to Canossa, like that, left such a sort of psychic wound in Germany that it's like an expression for a political humiliation that was used by like Hitler and Bismarck. That's mm-hmm. how long it like stayed in currency, as a um, sort of, like, some sort of uh, byword for humiliation.
0: I mean, um, it's like, in in incredibly, like, I mean, not to defend the Autonians, you know, or anything <laughs> like that, but- I thought this was going to
3: start not to defend Hitler, thank God it is. No, 100%, <laughs> or
0: that's not where we're going, thanks very much. Um, but yeah, like, it, the whole, um, you know, investiture controversy, as we call it, the, like, uh, uh, pope make bishops thing like that was news to everybody. It was like as far as everyone was concerned, for quite some time, the pope was just the bishop of Rome, right? And hmm. it's like you you kind of wheeled him out if you were Charlemagne and he wanted an extra fancy coronation. But like the pope was no guy, right? And it's just like at this point in the 11th century when the church starts to wield enough administrative power, and they finally like got their ducks in a row enough that they could like do stuff like this and. For most of the time, yeah, like kings did appoint the bishops they wanted, and they just like put their cousin in there or whatever, or their brother, right? And like it, it was pretty much their call. So the Pope waiting in and saying, no, that's not what happens. It's actually quite new. Um, and yeah, it, it also like is definitely something to talk about when we're talking about um, Eastern Rome as well. Because one of the things that like becomes heightened in all of this is that the Pope would like constantly try to be like, yeah, but I, you know, I control the Eastern Church too. And like the various <laughs> patriarchs would be like homie no you know and then so like it's you can see kind of like the disdain with which the eastern roman empire reacts to the church kind of everyone was doing that before and and it, it really took until this long uh mm. for anyone to start paying attention to the pope so you know mm. And I mean
1: Gregory Gregory uh, fucking pays for this because the Empire strikes back. Um, mm-hmm. Very good. And uh, Henry just occupies Rome, installs his own Pope, forcibly retires Gregory. Yep. Yep. Um, wow. Oh wow. <laughs> so so this guy that we're talking about, Urban Hill. He, he he's the guy after the like. Coup replacement pope. He's mm-hmm. the, the Normans put him in there as this kind of like unity candidate to restore the institution in a way that doesn't threaten anybody too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so this pope Joe Biden, yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah, exactly. Pope Joe Biden, yes. like, uh, Pope and, Macron. Pope. Yeah, and so, and so like this this purely external military thing that both sort of gives the papacy this role of like control over some military affairs doesn't threaten any European monarchs and also gets a bunch of the angry sword guys out of Europe, mm-hmm. like where they can't come to your house and make you not be pope anymore.
0: Yeah, it, it's
1: it's the perfect deal. Um, mm-hmm. next slide, please. So,
2: okay, Urban- mm. I got a question. Yeah. What's going on with this picture? Is this medieval? Because we got some perspective going here. Oh, uh wow. yeah,
0: so it's late. This is late medieval. So judging by it, let me just zoom in. I'm gonna call this probably like fifteenth century or fourteenth century. We do have perspective. It's like starting from ah. the fourteenth century. It's a. it is a trick. Of Protestants to tell you that we didn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I gotta yell at my art history
2: teachers now. That's this, right, is, baby. Th- this is this uh, <laughs> is
1: an illustration from the Livre de Passage d'Utrême. So, fourteen seventy four. This was done. Bang. Damn. There you go. Yep. Uh, awesome. But this is th- this is a depiction of the Council of Clermont, uh, which is in ten ninety five. Uh, Urban gets sort of uh, gets a big conference together, gets a senate together. Um, and he's actually a really gifted politician. Um, he issues this big set-piece sermon, the gist of which is, uh, peace at home, war abroad. Stop fighting oh. your cousin over your castle made of shit in a bog <laughs> in northern France. Damn. Instead, George Bush right here. <laughs> Instead, re- uh, receive my immediate and personal absolution, and I have a long quote here from from what he's sort of supposed to have said, which is, let those who have been accustomed unjustly to wage private warfare against the faithful, now go against the infidels and end with victory, this war, oh, right. which should have begun long ago. You should be reading this in George Bush voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I concur with that. Let those who have been robbers now become knights. Let those who have fought their brothers and relatives now fight in a proper way against the barbarians. Let Mm -hmm. those who have been serving as mercenaries for small pay now obtain an eternal reward. Let those who have been wearing themselves out in both body and soul now work for a double honor." And, as you sort of might expect, this brings the fucking house down.
0: Yeah, people love this shit.
1: Like the thing about people chanting Deus of God wills it, or mashallah if you're civilized, like that's not (laughs) probably not an invention. Like this is a genuinely compelling argument. In particular, this thing about like, oh, you've just been working as like a mercenary soldier for nothing. Instead, I'm offering you the, you probably literally believe as I do, kingdom of heaven. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Um, That's, I mean, that's powerful stuff. and this is also not really what's supposed to be happening here. Like, yeah. a sort of, a, a church council is a pretty fucking sedate thing. Like, maybe some monks get into a fist fight about whether or not Jesus is holy bread or not. But like, it's, it's not. You're not really meant to go like invade the fucking Middle East right now. Yeah, oh, um, um, right. It was sort which of a, a hypothetical. A lot of people did
0: not option. get the of, message about, yeah. which is cute. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what do you? What do you? What do you mean by that? That they didn't get the message.
0: So, a lot of people just fucking go for it, um, and the ones who just go for it most, most quickly are commoners. Oh, we'll get to uh,
2: this okay. in the next yeah. slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. okay.
1: They got nothing else to do. Yes. See, yeah. this, this is a really, really <laughs> dangerous idea to put into the collective mind of Europe in 1095, because Europe in 1095 is fucking miserable. Like what? What Urban actually wants is a detachment of the sort of minority of people who are experienced in warfare and like nobles who would otherwise be staying home making trouble. He wants them. What he actually gets is like an accidental mass mobilization. You've just got the lads. The lads are going out. Mm-hmm. They're gonna go. They're gonna go walk all the way to the Middle East and they're mm-hmm. gonna go
2: fight some people.
1: Well, because the thing they is. See. We, we, we're talking about this as like an era of sort of like growing church power, but like the church's power doesn't extend that far downwards. And in particular, nobody can really stop you from just preaching shit for a long time. Um, and so, weird guys triumph yes. here. <laughs> Your classical yes. weird guy who has a name like Peter the Hermit or Walter Sonavois. I'm uh, the only guy in the town who receives mail.
4: Yeah, The guy
1: guy who can stand on a soapbox and sort of indifferently knows how to read, um, (laughs) is able to get up there and say, the Pope has told us that uh, to retake Jerusalem is a holy duty for everyone, it will solve all of your problems, even if you die in the attempt, you will be guaranteed heaven. and That's a you
0: pretty want... good deal. You
3: yeah, it yeah, yeah.
1: sounds about right to me.
3: I assume, especially if you're uh, substance farming shit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to worry about fucking beets anymore. You just sew this cross on your clothes, um, and you you follow me in this sort of like loose procession of you know, tens of thousands of people, maybe, which is a huge heard- number.
2: I heard medieval peasants had more
1: free time than we do now.
4: <laughs> yeah, and they had a life expectancy
1: of thirty-eight. So yeah, they spend it doing this—the sort of like ten ninety-five freedom convoy. Because all this shit wouldn't. one more time. Because <laughs> all of these guys—they don't know what they're fucking doing. They just have a vague idea of what the problems are and an even vaguer idea of how to solve them. They're pretty yeah. certain that like half the reason all this shit is happening is like Jewish witchcraft, and so. Right. So, you, so you're just gonna
3: not to go behind too, too behind the <laughs> behind the product too much, but that's actually what we do. Uh, every so often, Allison yeah. Raw send me a, a mean Twitter DM that says, "Hey Jew boy," <laughs> and, and then I have to record a podcast. I, and they chant, "The Jews are our misfortune." <laughs> as I desperately try to explain Therac twenty five or whatever.
2: <laughs> I just, I just want to say that probably if I were a medieval peasant at this time. I would have definitely done this i would have been like yeah i'm gonna go walk yeah, me
3: too what else <laughs> do you do dude? see either yeah. i farm i farm shit beats you yeah. know and i'm in nine feet of my own waist and my life expectancy is 38 so or like I walk uh
2: something- that's generous
0: hey now, <laughs> like, don't, make me ta- don't make me tap the size that's not how I average age in the middle Italy, okay. Somewhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so like
1: something like a hundred thousand people, which is, for the population That's of Europe in 1095 people. is a lot of fucking people. Just sort of walk east down the Rhine, pogromming yeah. any Jews that they find on the way.
0: Yeah, they do do that. They are really mm. a huge fan of of that. They're like, hey, there's oh. some infidels right here. Like, and and curiously, neither the local so
1: nobility nor the church really like this this much. Not because out of any great concern taxes. for for Jews, but more because like we're supposed to be the ones organizing this. Like these these guys are these fucking serfs. It's like yeah. your washing machine deciding to go and invade Jerusalem. You like I, you're I, not supposed <laughs> to fucking have the capability to do that on your own.
3: <laughs> no Ros, way, yeah. I, I, I I take issue with the idea, Raz, that you would participate in a crusade simply because I've watched you in large crowds <laughs> and you don't do so good by large this, but this is true i you, was, that that was you're in a, like whole in a populated yeah. village yeah, and then he yeah. drinks at
2: a corner I've, so the, I've met you. I've been
3: your best friend for years. Guys. I'm going
2: to go take a village single handedly
4: <laughs> so, um, so because,
2: because I'm
1: agoraphobic. I this, wish to drink low
2: at the
3: pub, and therefore I've laid siege to Damascus. This, this <laughs> sort of
1: like develops into what we would loosely call the people's crusade. But these people are sort of a very dangerous joke to establish power structures. Mm-hmm. Um, they wander east across Europe. They get to Belgrade. Belgrade won't let them in. They're all starving at this point, and the only way to like feed any kind of army or whatever this is, Freedom Convoy, is to like buy or steal food, uh, forage, and so they try and steal food from uh, from a a market in the next town over in Hungary called Zemun. Uh, The guards of Zemun not only beat their asses they take their armor off them and then they hang the armor from the city walls in a kind oh. of like I, I don't know how much clearer a message of like you should not be doing this you should go yep. home now kind yep. of message
2: i think it's um, funny they're like okay we're not gonna kill you we're gonna disarm you though you are <laughs> yeah. idiots. we are
0: gonna we're gonna like you're, really <laughs> embarrass you yes right? you're gonna win we're not you gonna kill day.
2: you you don't need you don't need to die you just need to stop doing this. <laughs> Unfortunately, this
1: this this does not stop work. That, this is, stop
3: emailing my wife. Written out in uh, a <laughs> confiscated
1: armor. <laughs> this is this is not this is not a good move because what then happens is that the crusaders, the the people's crusade, this mob, they get into a fight that literally starts over a pair of shoes. Um, and this <laughs> this this results in a battle where they kill four thousand people in Zemun, and then run east. Belgrade's like guards pursuing them. Yeah, maybe they yeah. should have killed some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a couple.
3: Just prove like, running, running, so, running to being, Belgrade with Flintstones music in the back or no scooby
1: Doo music in the <laughs> back. <background>. Being <laughs> pursued by a bunch of like Serb cops, they arrive on the border <laughs> of the Byzantine Empire.
0: They were just frightened by the fact that they could use Fork Baby. So, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and the Byzantine Empire is like, what the fuck are we gonna do with a hundred thousand angry dipshits? <laughs> <laughs> So Alexios he he lets them in, he has them escorted to the Bosphorus, which divides Europe from Asia, and he says to them, Do not cross the Bosphorus, do not try and fight anybody, just, just wait there, just wait for the like real army that has knights in it, please.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Now th- there's some ambiguity here, right? Because given how dangerous these guys are, it's possible that he doesn't try to stop them that hard. It is possible that he's yeah. like, no, don't try and cross the Bosphorus. That would be terrible. Don't oh, try and no. do that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess what happens? They cross the fucking Bosphorus. Oh. Um, uh, That's the, the, the thing we told them not to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute!
1: <laughs> they um they take I, I think it's Nicaea, um, which is the nearest Seljuk capital, and the and Sel- uh, the Seljuks immediately just encircle and besiege them. Um, the, the soldiers do not understand what is going on at all. They think they're like Byzantine mercenaries or something. They don't get what the deal is with these guys. They don't make any sense. None um, of them got in the mail yet.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so well,
1: they when, invented the
2: telegraph. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they should have been. Yeah, they've been able to telegraph them. Uh, army of idiots coming! Stop! Uh, <laughs> not my fault. Stop.
3: Stop!
1: So, so when, <laughs> when just when, send them home? <laughs> when, when the siege ends, uh, the the ones who fight or the ones who, when they're captured, refuse to convert to Islam, they just get hacked to pieces. Uh, yeah. You probably yeah, kill like sixty thousand people in one battle, and I <laughs> use the term battle very loosely. <laughs> That's a lot of people. It's, Oops. it's just it's just a stupid, stupid, stupid story from start to finish, and that's The People's Crusade. Next slide, please.
0: I mean, truly, truly some stupid shit. I, Absolutely. I just want to make it incredibly clear that some people are dumb as fuck, uh, <laughs> and the uh, If it wasn't for all the murder, it would be funny. But there it is.
2: (laughs) So meanwhile, I I mean back then, you know, you murdered so many
1: people on a daily basis, it's still kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so meanwhile, back at the Seljuk Empire, the, the, problem, the, the problem with being in power for too long—is that it's not just a mechanic in paradox games. You do kind of become decadent and like depraved and unpopular. Here still trying do. to start and, and, and uh, fractures and, and, and weak oh, because oh, you yeah. get like oh, competing oh. power bases that emerge. Um, we, we will we, I, I,
3: I I will speak for all of us, including Doctor. Dr. Eleanor, we do say, buy us
1: Porsches, though.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. absolutely. We would love to become decadent. I'm trying so
4: hard to
1: become
2: decadent, my god. Well, Dr. (laughs) Eleanor actually gets gets a sedan chair made of
3: Porsches. Yeah, that's what I want. I
0: just want that and several himbos to carry me around. Thank you. Which I think you deserve. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. This, this was
1: this kind of like fractiousness was how the, the Seljuks had beaten the Ghaznavids. Um, and now it's sort of coming for them. Um, and it, it's sort of everyone has a go at them like uh, over the course of the next 200 years, essentially, like over uh, various periods, like the fucking the Turkmen, the Mongols themselves at some point. Um, but we have one of these years which really sort of affects things, which is 1092. In
0: 1092.
1: Mm-hmm uh the the sort of nominal emir the the Shahanshah uh of of the Seljuk Empire Malik Shah I he dies the same year his like power behind the throne Eminence Gris, richelieu type guy Nizam al-Mulk dies um the Fatimid caliph dies and the Seljuk Empire is like split between Malik Shah's four idiot sons who <laughs> all hate each other and just a bunch of nice. other dudes and crucially, Quite <laughs> crucially, they're also now overconfident because the, they've been invaded by Christians for like the first time other than the Byzantines, and they've just massacred all of them. So, why worry? Um, and unfortunately, this, this happens just in time for next slide, please. The crusade with the guys who actually know how to fight a war shows up the one with the princes in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boy this this comes as a total surprise to the seljuks um now here the perspective is a little fucked up i will say that I this is say, this okay. is meant to be the siege of antioch antioch is like essentially the first big city on the way down through to jerusalem yeah um you can see that antioch here is in france and is a french city um right. b- because you're <laughs> <laughs> mm. good <laughs> so so like who are these guys? Who are these crusaders? Maureen Lapon, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um,
0: yeah. I in mean the, in this
1: case, hmm.
0: A lot of Sorry, Normans. Sorry, just a yeah. lot of a, a lot, lot, of lot of Normans. <laughs> Normans. I heard
3: <laughs> Dr. Eleanor I swear to God I heard Mormons and I was just like, Hello, <laughs> yeah, my name is Elder Folk. What is yeah, I would really like on? to share with you yeah. this
2: book of Jesus
1: yep. Christ. There we um, are.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Got some no. uh got some Native Americans out here, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Don't, Don't balance balance indigenous <laughs> voices <laughs> in medieval Caribbean history. Right
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Normans fucking get everywhere. So there's like there's Italo Normans, there's like Franco Normans. This is a bit early for like Anglo Normans though. Um but you you have some very powerful like French nobles, you have some Flemish. Uh essentially this sort of shakes out along national lines until you end up with four different armies. Uh, all sort of speaking different languages, but they actually yeah. work together quite well, relatively speaking. Um,
0: They're like, the, they s- had a brown person, guys, and I'm good yeah. to go. I'll do the murdering.
1: I mean, the problem that they have is th- is still the same one that the, the the people's crusade had, which is that Urban's mass mobilization had worked too well, and a lot of people shouldn't be there who are. Like, they have a a, a huge a huge like camp train that follows them of people who like. Can't fight people who are just like there to be religious, people who are just there to make their fortunes, people who are just there. Um, mm. like this is again probably like a hundred thousand people, and I, I can't stress enough how much bigger a number that is in the 11th century. Um, so also, we should talk about their motivations, and we kind of hinted at this earlier, which is that you, you, you gotta take them at their word for the most part. Like a lot of these guys gave up a huge amount of feudal power in Europe to go and do this, and it really didn't benefit them much at all. Um, well, they got into heaven guaranteed. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like y- you kind of have to assume that a lot of the people, like really, absolutely, unquestioningly, believed that. Um, I mean, there's there's some who kind of like get are out for money. Like in particular, we can talk about one of the Crusader leaders, a guy called Bohemond of Taranto who is one of these italo Norman guys.
0: I just love the Italo-Normans, just the most batshit names, always beef <laughs> in with Pope, always have too many of Bath, uh, you know, it, it always great name. Good good job, everybody, no notes.
1: Yeah, Bowman of Taranto's deal is that he wants to get to the first big city he can take and then take it and then just own it, and that's Antioch, so this works out very well for him. Um, I feel like the, we'll the vibe game, on Williams. this picture
2: here. Mm. Look how Which, big the cavalry are, compared oh, yeah. to all the other- look how tiny these guys are as they climb this ladder. Yeah, I'm I love like, it. This is everyone, great. Everyone this is this is this great. It's, is it's what, not, like four and a half feet tall? Yeah,
3: something <laughs> yeah, like that. obviously.
0: This
3: <laughs> is <Isn't laughs> such a tiny man running around having crusades, just the buddies, and they're all 90 inches tall. <laughs> it Wait, was so we, sent, we
0: sent our not tiniest 90, men over. Not 90, you
3: know. I meant 19, I said 90, that's like seven and a half feet. So, so, so to get to
1: to get to Antioch, they have to go through the Byzantine Empire, where uh, Emperor Alexios is once again like, yeah, I don't really trust you guys or like you guys. Uh, please, please return any Byzantine territory you find. And, he's, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, sure, okay. Um, oh yeah,
0: we're good. yeah we're definitely doing that, buddy. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: yeah. They, they they enter the Sultanate of Rome. Uh, it's leader, a guy called Alp um, Aslan, Is he's literally eighteen years old? One of the um,
0: bosses' names on record again. Yeah,
1: and yeah. he's um, having defeated the peasants, has now fucked off to Anatolia to fight somebody else. Like this is going to be a recurring theme: is that like almost every Muslim leader at any time during the Crusades is more interested in fighting other Muslims than they are the Crusaders. The Crusaders are this sideshow that's happening. Um, so he he comes back from Anatolia to find his city of Nicaea and his wife and children just taken out from under him. Um, and sort of a oh, tough way to come back to work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the Christians is they take Nicaea, they march across Anatolia, feeling quite miserable, dying of disease, being sort of lightly harassed by Arsene's men, who are trying to work out where to do their big set piece ambush battle, um, which they do at a place called Doraleum, uh, and this is the battle that's on the right here. Um, and this is the sort of most militarily interesting bit of the whole crusade for me, because this is the real fucking culture clash shit. You okay. have a bunch of Turkic horse archers doing hit and run attacks. Uh, they they sort of herd the crusaders into a big circle with the like armored knights on the outside, um, and so they're just getting like peppered with arrows. Um, and like the, the sort of like heavily armored man-at-arms thing is also foreign to the Turks. They don't really get what's going on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and so you get this sort of inconclusive um seven-hour-long engagement where these guys are just like riding horses around the outside trying to kill guys in armor with like lucky shots. Uh, some of them get like provoked to break formation and get slaughtered some of them like bleed to death some of them die of heat stroke probably um you know but yeah the the, the usual and it it's, it's just two sort of ideas of warfare which just kind of bounce off of each other because no one really has worked out how either of the other ones work um, so we did some ironclad shit yeah very no. much yeah. so yeah. Yeah, um, they,
2: they could have. Uh, they could have invented the telegraph and got this thing done pretty quick. Um, it's of well, difficult, though, guys. I
3: think what what the uh, what the Crusaders should have had was gunboats, lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I'll> see, there <laughs> you go. go. Yeah, yeah, if only they had been smart enough to invent the gunboat.
2: This <laughs> well, whole what, thing would have been more interesting as a naval engagement. That's I agree. true. <laughs> yes.
1: What ultimately happens is a second crusader army uh, like shows up, attacks the Turks from the back, and suddenly things are very different because they're they're fine with like riding around in a circle. They're not fine with you know the guys in the big armor burning their camp and having to fight them with swords. That's not like what yeah. they signed up for. Uh, and so they, they they cut their losses and run, and the crusaders win ish. Um, yeah. They they go on to, to Antioch, right? Uh, and Antioch has these Byzantine walls. It has uh, a, a citadel on a big cliff. It's a pain in the fucking dick to besiege. Um, it's Especially only once ever been... You've been
0: having your dick kicked. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
3: you've been you've been you've been walking for eighteen hundred or however many miles. They've been doing cock and ball torture to you the entire <laughs> yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just want to lay down, have a nap, and die at 38, which apparently yeah. is wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so, I mean, the Antioch's only ever fallen to siege by treachery before. You get a guy on the inside, you pay him off yeah. to open a gate for you, and then that's how you make your entrance.
4: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: So, so they besiege Antioch, and like, uh, no guy is forthcoming, and people start dying of starvation. To which the Crusader response is, you know why this is happening? It's because we've got too many fucking women. Um, yeah. yeah, how many how many women are with them?
4: <laughs> A lot. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. surprisingly. Are we number. doing?
3: Are we doing like what? It's you know. Are we doing? I assume whole families are oh, yeah. coming yeah. on this yeah. thing. Like,
0: it's it's really interesting uh, because like the crusades, you even have more of it than you ordinarily would uh, do because women also feel called by the whole day's bolt thing, right? Sure. Um, but also, you know, for the medieval period, in general, armies have a lot more families attached than them when you think they're called uh, a lot of the time we call them camp followers. Yeah, and they'll be okay. like, people will bring their wives, they'll bring their kids. There's usually like a bunch of sex workers following them around. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's there's tons of women around the joint at any given time is the point.
1: Yeah, which all of all of the like weirder Christian guys with them are like, this is the reason why we're dying of starvation.
0: Uh Uh, uh
1: It's because of like you know this is it's a very very direct relationship with sin, and this is something that recurs a lot with these guys. It's like if we are losing, it is a direct punishment for our earthly failings, such as tolerating women. So they ban women from the camp. Um, uh, and and things so look a bit that's, just that's better go than, than what I thought they were going to do.
3: Yeah, <laughs> do you just <actually, laughs> like go home, or what happened?
1: I, I assume that this is in practice more like a you have to go camp further away from me, yeah, so I don't really, have to that's see that's the titties. Yeah, um,
2: but like it, it,
1: yeah. it's starting to look a bit dubious, and people start deserting. Uh, most notably, uh, one of the one of the latest, one, of the Flemish ones, a guy called Stephen of Blois. He manages to desert twice, which is very funny. He he deserts, gets to the sea, thinks, "Oh shit, maybe I should go back." Goes back and then deserts again. Um, Understandable.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I was was not not going to be on this trip either.
1: But eventually, to Robin
2: Hood Men in Tights, right? (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Hey, that's another movie you've seen. We're up to twelve, dude. Well
0: done.
1: Eventually, they. I watch every movie by Mel Brooks. Uh, (laughs) Eventually, they do find a guy. I I think he's supposed to be an Armenian guy, so a a huge help for that community. But like, yeah, he he and his man agree to open the gates in exchange for not being massacred. They open the gates and are massacred. Oh, that's tough. That was a bad, bad decision right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the Crusaders and all of the Christian inhabitants of Antioch, which is, you know, a surprising amount, just all get together and massacre all the Muslim ones, mm. and the city is taken just in time for the Seljuk reinforcements to arrive and trap the Crusaders inside Antioch. Uh, which and now they're starving again. Just, just yeah. taking a yeah. lot of owls. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the thing right now, they're sort of locked inside the impregnable panic room, um, yeah. with, no, with no supply routes. Um At this point, before I go into what happened during this, this second Siege of Antioch... Have they not found the holy hand grenade? We're about yeah. to get there. But first... <laughs> I actually have if, another if question,
3: cool, which yeah. is on topic even. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that all the, the Muslims were more interested in fighting each other than the Christians.
1: Sure. Uh, Why? Um, because think of it this way, right? It's a lot like- the the Crusades were a lot like if Aliens invaded Season 2 of Game of Thrones, it's okay. right, you're kind of you're really invested in all of your plotting, mm-hmm. and then these weirdos fucking show up in a bit of the world which is like, relatively speaking, only important religiously. Like, if you want to talk about big cities, like Damascus, which is slightly out of the way, Aleppo, which is even more out of the way, Baghdad, which is way out of the way, and then yeah. down through like to to Mecca and Medina. So like, it's it. it this isn't really that important a place necessarily. Okay. Um, and also there's a lot more sort of personal enmity and spite, uh, like uh, in particular on the Muslim side, this idea of like jihad, the idea of religious war is not a really popular one at this point, in particular jihad against Christians who are after all people of the book and therefore spiritually yeah. better off to the uh, the fucking Shia as far as you're concerned. right? Like, mm-hmm. because those guys are only pretending to be Muslims and they're hypocrites, and that makes them worse, and therefore you have to fight them yeah. or, you know, whatever other, other sort of. Sect of polytheists who are way worse in the sort of conception. Catholics, um, yeah.
2: No, I agree. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now hold on a second here. <laughs> <laughs> no, so like it, it's, it's, uh, we'll do it, the bonus episode on Judaism eventually, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, you're, you're more concerned with, with those things and also with like whether or not your brother is trying to have you strangled than you yeah. are with, with, with the these guys. Ostrang, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I do have a slight okay, diversion. Thanks Alice. thanks, Alice. No worries. Which is you? You recall Brother Stephen um, oh, from no. uh, from our previous oh, episode together? No. I, I had oh, to yes. find a bear story. Thank and you. I, I, I really did, and I, I struggled to be honest. And what I the only thing I found involving crusades and a bear is next slide, please. One of the leaders of the crusades, one of these Normans, Godfrey of Bouillon. Uh, he 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 fights a bear that looks like a big dog.
4: On the way to on the on the way
1: to Antioch, uh, a a pilgrim is like attacked by a bear in Anatolia, and he and he like comes to save the pilgrim and fights this bear single handedly, although it kills his horse. The bear Um, is here to introduce you to the to the concept of (laughs) castle doctrine. (laughs) Yes,
4: that's right. That's That's, right.
3: That's that's Brother (laughs) Esteban. Yeah, I don't know what people. Steven is in any other languages, so I had to go with Esteban. <laughs> so all you of have these grove, guys
2: the grove of trees, and it's yeah. going down this hill. Yeah, and you got the trees in the distance, then you got yeah. the, yeah. sort of the the water out here.
3: The nice, uh, yes, quiet, just, bucolic scene, yeah. interrupted by just your fa- your friend getting his face shredded by a bear. <laughs> in the
1: scriptorium, like brother, have you seen a bear before? And uh, and the guy goes. Yes.
4: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Absolutely. I've seen a bear before. And I can Why is it vaguely so do fast? perspective. I have a big concept of it.
0: <laughs> so, it, does, it really looks like a Newfoundland, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. God,
1: it really does. It does, it does oh, look like a Newfoundland. It just wants yeah. to be friends. I thought we were stabbing a dog. <laughs> Terrible.
3: Yeah. Um, and then all the bear's friends came back, and uh, he and the the bear murdered the man. Uh murdered all his friends and the yeah. bear is known today as a hero of Islam and, <laughs> and yeah. a wise student of the prophet. That's
1: right. And we the must honor the bear. Yeah.
4: Yes. That's
1: right. Next next slide, please. So all of these guys are locked inside Antioch, inside their impregnable panic room. They're all starving to death. And uh, this curious thing happens when you have a bunch of religiously minded people Is this a screenshot from fucking Final Fantasy? Yes it is. Yes. Because oh, I'm gonna yeah, talk yeah. about I'm gonna talk about the holy lance. Um. So, a bunch of religious obsessives, all starving to death, for some reason, they start having visions. I can't explain it either, could be any number of reasons why this might happen. Wild um, and so one of them, uh, one of these, again, like sort of low-level preachers, called Peter Bartholomew, gets a vision of Saint Andrew, telling him that the Holy Lance, the one that Jesus got stabbed with on the cross, is mm-hmm. coincidentally in Antioch, and so he miraculously finds a spear point in a cesspit, which is fucking gross. Uh, He he also- this this is the funniest part to me- when he finds it, he gets another vision of Saint Andrew, who tells all of these already starving guys to fast for five days in celebration. Just really adding insult to injury. Yeah,
0: like, I mean- It's It's not like they had a choice. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's quite funny to me, because Ordinarily, this is the sort of thing that would like not count, you know, like fasting Mm. only counts if you've got an opportunity to not fast in general. So that's kind of funny, but okay.
2: The man before you drops his holy lance. Pick it up and keep going. <laughs> so, so the so the Ross, guy who can like, pick it
1: up and keep going, they haven't been eating for like three weeks, dude. <laughs> Just stumble over it and keep going. The guy who is like religiously ah, in charge ah, here. Ground
3: lance, ground lance. <laughs> the,
1: I'm the, the human
3: punchy stick. <laughs> the um,
1: the the papal legate is is a French bishop called Ademar de Puy, and this is an interesting guy. Uh, he immediately goes to himself. This guy is a charlatan. That is bullshit. You have found that in a toilet. Yeah, <laughs> they like they had toilets. The, the, the reason, <laughs> the reason why he he disbelieves it is because there's already a, La- a holy lance relic in Constantinople, which Uh-oh. they fucking went through on the way there. Yeah. Um, but no oh, this is the ho- this is the other holy lance. This one's an <laughs> Apocryphia. Don't worry yeah, you, about you, that. You, you can't do like shards <laughs> yeah. of the true cross when it's like it's one lance. Um but um the crusaders are desperate and they need something. And so Adamar kind of like swallows his principles a little bit, right? He um he has all the gates locked and he parades this lance in front of the people and he goes, Yeah, it is a miracle actually. Uh, also, at some point during this, he gets plague, which is less than about like you know doing mass events in a pandemic. Yeah. Um, and so, when the when the Seljuks get there, he leads all of these starving, delusional, plague ridden weirdos out into battle against the Seljuks, who again mostly don't want to fucking be there. Yeah. There's like five or six different emirs who are all there, sort of broadly against their will. None of them want to weaken their own forces because, like, if you break yourself fighting these guys, then you're just going to get, like, eaten by the other guy as soon as you get back home. Exactly. Um, and so, like, the Crusaders want to fight. They have no option other than to fight, and no one wants to really fight them back. And so people start deserting on the Seljuk side. Um, it like eventually this peels off into the like the the emir of damascus who is by far the sort of biggest component just going home and the whole army falls apart meanwhile the crusaders are like hallucinating the presence of saints amongst them they are like revolved <laughs> there been there we've all, been there. We've all got people yeah, apart we've all savers. got off our meds for a little too long <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, it just happens. What are you going to do?
3: Yeah. And and they win. They fucking win. I believed I was Jesus for like three and a half hours uh, (laughs) during a mental break. And I sort of had to talk myself out of it on the way
1: to the hospital. Yeah, and imagine imagine if you had a, a bunch of God's representatives on Earth telling you you were right. Oh uh, no, I, I can't handle that sort of power. Alice. Yeah, no, absolutely. So like they fucking they fucking win the Battle of Antioch. Um, Bohemund of Taranto gets his reward, which is to establish the Principality of Antioch. Adamar fucking dies of plague. Um, oh, owned. P- <laughs> Peter Bartholomew. Uh, is forced to undergo an ordeal of fire to establish the veracity of the holy lance, which is essentially like put your hands in this pit of hot coals. And if the the holy lance is like you know really a relic and you're telling the truth, you will not be burned. And he was burned to death. Um, That's pretty funny. Which sort of fucking settles that one, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, incidentally, the guy who arranged that little trial is a guy called Arnulf of Shock.
0: Come on, um, Arnulf! All right.
1: Arnulf of Shout, given the nickname Malicorn, meaning bad haircut, um, n- <laughs> notoriously sexually licentious with Muslim women, uh, and repeated subject of rude marching songs by the knights, which I find very <laughs> funny. Um, please, do we do any of those survive? Some God, of them, no. please. No, nah, damn sorry. it. Oh, damn. Just, ima- just imagine a song about a guy with a bad haircut who fucks too much. That's, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, soldiers well, you know, never change. Kind of soldiers, soldiers never change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the good times roll on. To next slide, please. Yes, Jerusalem, the most important city in the world, but only for these guys.
2: Ancient time, walk <laughs> upon
1: ancient screen, so on so so and so forth. As, 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 as we, we a haunting performance, <laughs> as,
3: as we saw earlier,
1: Jerusalem has now been taken back by the Fatimids, who are even less prepared for the Crusaders' whole deal. Um, both during the siege of Antioch and as they approach Jerusalem, they keep sending them embassies, where they're like. Yeah, no, we'll we'll totally sign whatever you want to protect Christian pilgrims, so long as mm-hmm. we can keep Jerusalem and all of these guys who are just coming off of like a starvation plus winning a battle tie, are like sort of like one pupil way bigger <laughs> than the other. Just you're like,
3: you'll give me what? Absol- Do you have any food? Absolutely <laughs>
1: not. No, uh, there's like. Bear in mind, we started with a hundred thousand of these guys. We're down to maybe twelve thousand. A lot of these guys have died of plague. Have died of starvation. Have gone home. Um, the few, the proud, these idiots. Yeah. And, <laughs> and beca- be- because the telegraph hasn't been invented yet, the first thing you do when there's the, the, like even the slightest possibility that you might have to fight a battle is you send the fastest messenger you have to be like, get back here with the largest set of reinforcements you possibly can. The Fatimids yeah. have done this, which means that the Crusaders are like very much up on the clock, right? Uh, they have to, they've done their special move, right? Twice in a row, they have like, by incompetence, force themselves into a point of total desperation, where they have to fight and win or they'll all die. Um, and so they fight and they win. <laughs> um, <laughs> like th- They besiege Jerusalem, a bunch more of them die of heat and thirst, and so the only thing left for them to do is this really uncharacteristically fast assault of the city with siege engines, which, which they do. They have a sort of a motivational vision of Adamar, the guy who died of plague, Telling them to like besiege the walls like Jericho, which they do, Um, and they just they just slaughter everybody. Uh, The the, like some dude chanting in hoc as he vomits up his own small intestine. Very much,
0: (laughs) pretty much, yeah.
1: Like the sack of Jerusalem is uh, it's 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 very much what you would call war crimes. But then and now, incidentally, this isn't something like this. This was something that defied the expected norms of warfare at the time. But it's Turk, so who cares? but yeah no it's uh you know burned down a lot of stuff killed a lot of people last two three days maybe a week at the outside um they they, they sacked jerusalem by far worse than aqius did which makes the whole thing wildly disproportionate
0: and like um, their own sources talk about how bad and brutal it is like their own sources are like they were wading in blood up to their knees Mm. and like that's probably an exaggeration but even like that even like christian sources are like i don't know guys seems a bit <laughs> far out like so, so i even- assume
3: we're talking mur- like obviously murders of civilians
0: mm. I assume oh, yeah.
3: mass enslavement all oh, sorts yeah. of hideous stuff okay
0: yeah, yeah yeah like like to the point where the guys who encouraged it were like jesus what the fuck like you know so that's the, the uh, guy
3: it the actually says that's see... a beautiful illuminated
1: <laughs> manuscript. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can the, see the, in the,
3: the Met cloisters.
1: I believe the guy <laughs> who you see on, on the White Horse tea posing, that's um that's Raymond IV of Toulouse. Um and he's sort of like one of the one of the big French nobles who's like sort of broadly expects to become a big political force if this works out for him. Uh in the course of the sack of Jerusalem, he loses an I in a fist fight literally over getting into the church of the holy sepulcher um, wait
0: jesus loves that shit
1: he gets the nickname monoculus from this incidentally yeah.
3: um, I, I like that the nicknames are, are 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 not like especially clever or fun- well they are funny no, but just, just like that's, just, that's a guy with one eye yeah. yeah. one hey,
1: Monoculus. <laughs>
0: yeah. Monoculus!
3: Yeah. Monoculus sounds great, you I guys like Monoculus. One-Eyed Steve behind my back, <laughs> and to your face! Yeah. So, 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 so you Monoculus Steve. is a lot better
2: than One-Eyed Steve. Let's, so, let's so, get real.
1: So, so, Raymond does this thing, right? He does the sort of, like, refusing the crown thing, of being like, I am way too pious to ever consider becoming king of Jerusalem. <laughs> Yo. What 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 he's what he's expecting them to do is to go, no, we insist, you must become king of Jerusalem. But they fucking don't. And he spends the rest of his life sulking about it. He just yeah, leaves owned, Jerusalem owned, immediately. Owned. Um, next slide, please, because what happens is we establish these crusader kingdoms, uh or four of them in total. Edessa, Antioch, Tripoli, and Jerusalem. Uh four Frankish feudal kingdoms just sort of transplanted accidentally into the Near East. Is that where Um, Tripoli is? Yes. I didn't know that. The Tripoli that's in Libya. Yeah, the the Tripoli. tripoli. Yeah.
0: It's the uh, county of Tripoli.
1: Yeah. Yeah. so the, the technically the first guy the, in charge the county of... but not the city of triple <laughs> yeah they're not yeah, that's right not, 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 not the, <laughs> the consolidated city, of city the, county the of triple <laughs> so ee the getting
3: the, the, the getting city tax supervisor is furious about it
1: the city supervisor of Jerusalem city and county <laughs> uh is the is the bear guy from earlier godfrey of Bouillon. oh uh, no, he survived yeah but he, he does yeah. he also does the thing of like refusing the title of king he's like no one can be king jerusalem but christ mm. uh we, shut we, up Dweeb. we know <laughs> how well like refusing the title of king goes like everyone after him to rule in jerusalem is king of jerusalem they're all fucking called baldwin i they're can't all tell them apart baldwin.
0: like they're, they're yeah. all called baldwin
3: and, and we're back to the Crusader, now. Yes, anyway, so, the <laughs>
2: Bolton Locomotive Works, uh, I think, was probably one of the best uh, steam locomotive manufacturers in Philadelphia. Um, well, so, actually it was the only one in Philadelphia, so that, that's not saying much. Um, so anyway. so we,
1: we, we get into an area, of very live historical scholarship here, you can get into a lot of fights as a historian like this, because it's sort of question of, the, these, these states existed for 200 years. Um, and we still can't really agree on how they were run, right? Um, because on the one hand, like all of the all these guys know how to do is European feudalism. All mm-hmm. they know how to do is right. barren, um, levy taxes and lie. Um, yeah, eat eat hot chip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's taxes, crazy.
0: Yeah. How but,
3: Dr. eleanor got her PhD, actually, <laughs> as we know, by Fist fighting her advisor.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they, they say that, you know, it's a PhD defense, but I say you got to go in there with a PhD <laughs> offense. I like Just, yeah. you just, yeah. just giving
3: Some like 80 year old advisor, like a right hook to the jaw. I feel like they call me
1: doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go
0: home and tell them a girl beat your ass.
1: So there's that's, that's sort of a problem here, though, which is these guys want to do uh, like uh, European feudalism. The problem with European European feudalism is—you need like some kind of power base of lords. They don't have a lot of them because a lot of the guys who like a lot of the knights and stuff who once they captured Jerusalem, they just went back home. They didn't want to stay. Mm. Um, do they have to import lords? They're, they're constantly yeah. trying to import lords. How yeah, do they like? Do they, we know oh how they God, try to? Oh.
0: What they really go through to just get laid? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. Because <laughs> these, these
1: places like. They end up with these kind of like green zones almost of like, you know, Jerusalem or Acre or Antioch, which is some hundreds or thousands of Europeans who don't really take that much interest in the local population so long as they pay their tax. It's like uh, sure. they don't they don't really want to do yeah. colonialism in the sense of like you maximize the resources you can extract and send back to the mother country. They're not really sending them anywhere. oldie Burger King down there. I
3: was gonna, you beat me to the joke. <laughs> you oldie, <laughs> <you> oldie Green
1: Zone <laughs> Burger King. I mean, wh- wh- what they want to do is uh, plot against each other, especially through, for, by, and against their women. Oh, dude. Um, love to plot Plot. Incidentally, oh, yeah. like
0: this is a lot of this is like homies uh, getting the girls involved to lay a honey trap. You know, all it's- of these,
1: all of these girls are named Alice. Incidentally, uh, most notably Alice of Antioch, but there's like a shit ton other of, of other Alices. They're all plotting against each other. They're all trying to have each other killed. And nominally, the reason for their existence and the way that they can keep pulling in um, both money and also new uh, sort of European aristocracy. Is to safeguard European pilgrims, uh, Christian mm. pilgrims.
2: Um, you had to think the uh, the the Burger King back then ran on the feudal system. You had several. You had a Burger King that was the main franchise, right. but then you had several Burger Lords. Lords, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Burger I, Levy.
3: I have a question. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, there. so I was when yeah. I was asking about like importation of lords. Is that like could people basically say to someone I guess below the the nobility like hey if you come here sort of a I I, I some sort of teach for America scheme but with imperialism <laughs> is that a thing that happened or am I just crazy
0: no that's like definitely a thing that happened They were constantly trying to get people to come in and there's like um there are guys who are writing full propaganda about like oh it's great we're all having a wonderful time out here in the ultra <laughs> we simply love it You, you, you could come out too. It's, it's great. Like, Timeshare presentation
1: murdered. for my feudal kingdom. Yeah, like we, we we need to... someone who knows how to fucking brew beer, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. They, yes. We hundred percent have these docs. Give, like, give me some Germans. give me some
1: Germans. Yeah,
0: and and like
1: the, the other thing is, I, I read possibly the the bitchiest art history ask I've ever seen, which is that the Crusader Kingdoms for yeah, know, right? for, like, yeah. for two hundred years our remarkable perspective. Ha- <laughs> remarkable for how little art of any kind they produced just because they weren't successful enough at getting artisans to produ- mm-hmm. like to to move there and fucking make it like all of these churches fall into horrible disrepair cuz no one wants to be a roofer in Jerusalem
0: they're like they they all they really know how to do is take over they don't know how to rule and they don't know how to like make some kind of life there the only thing they had was the whole sacking part, you know, stop me if you've heard this one before, but they're good at taking over <laughs> but, it. But it turns out they couldn't, you know, make it work.
1: Yeah, oh. I feel like there are some parallels to um Mm-hmm. Some things here. Yeah, they, they must expand. You know. And so they're constantly. This is also a, a great way of like dragging in new sort of young European nobles is by being like, listen, you want to be the fucking guy who conquers Aleppo for us or who conquers Damascus for us. You can make your fortune. None of them ever do, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, but they, they, they constantly sort of launch these sort of like piecemeal expansive things. Um also, hey, come here. That's great. That sounds great. You're noble. Oh, you're 12. Oh, that's old enough.
0: Come over. <laughs> no, is, if I'm is, trying to get here, you'll be 13. It'll be right. Welcome you know. our
1: this, child, is, King. This, this is also a huge dub for Italians uh, because all of these kingdoms the Italian win. can only mm. be reliably supplied from the Mediterranean. And so, if you are the Ita- an Italian merchant republic, if you're Genoa, for instance, you yeah. are fucking. Printing well, you're coining money. Mm-hmm. Um, like within within the kingdom of Jerusalem alone, that there were like Italian concessions, like a Hansestadt, like inviolate, like Italian ruled areas with their own systems of law, because they like had a total monopoly on everything coming in. Um, is this like is this like the Hanseatic League, but on the Mediterranean? Yes. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, yeah.
1: Um, and and so these, you know, some are more successful than others. Like Jerusalem's better than uh, any of the others, Hades is kind of worse. But like they try and consolidate themselves as Christian kingdoms on a European model. You get like codes of laws like the Council of Nablus, which is a very Byzantine sort of code of law, which is like, uh, you know, we've got to do some like facial mutilation as punishment for crimes. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, things whatever. like this. But like, they could all be uh, Bond stars. <laughs> <laughs> we, we also, we also for Robbie the first Malik time, like that, man. get an idea of, next slide please, what if we armed some of these monks oh, that we've got wandering around, not doing anything productive? a um, picture of me back in Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the period of the foundation of various Christian military orders. Um, is this slideshow seriously fucking called Lads on Tour? It's yeah. seriously <laughs> called Lads on Tour. That's what this is what, about. What,
3: what, it's about lads. What, you don't
0: like the lads? Woo! Yeah. Woo, <laughs> lads.
3: yeah. So, oh wow! So, Everyone on this podcast just has a beautiful singing voice. <laughs> That's right. so, haunted. So,
1: so sometimes these develop out of a out of a functional purpose, like uh, you know, you want to provide. Medical care to to pilgrims who are sick or who are leprous, right? You you get the Hospitallers, or you get the Order of Saint Lazarus, who, for my money, have the coolest heraldry. Uh, yeah, sometimes I like sometimes they have a common geographic origin. Like, hey, all of us are well, not German because German doesn't exist yet, but we're all Teutons. Let's be the Teutonic Knights, right? Um, and this is this is sort of like this huge win 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 right because the church likes this sort yeah. of because it's like subjugating secular warfare to the pope uh the the crusader kingdoms also like this because it's free real estate it's free knights um they don't have to fucking build and maintain a hospital that's an act of christian charity and therefore all these guys in armor can do it perfect um And the Christian military orders themselves love this shit because as much as they're sort of nominally obligated to the Pope, like, in practice, the Pope doesn't really, like, oversee them. Um, And so a lot of them use this to become extremely wealthy by virtue of uh, what we would now call side hustles and sigma grind sets. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Like, the Knights Templar sort of inventing forms of banking um, I think I think that, like the hospitals are possibly like one of the others invent fulling like they bring the technique of fulling wool to England, uh, which makes them tremendously wealthy. Um, the technique of what fulling? fulling. It's fulling. it's a thing that you do with wool. I it, I did not inquire further. Uh, it's a thing it, that
0: you do with wool in order to then get it like prepped and ready to make cloth.
1: Mm. Okay. Oh, I see. I
2: like. Uh, you become an interstitial processor, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's
0: it's it's like washing and then pounding it. You know, yeah. so it sounds like a good date, etc., cetera,
1: etc. Cetera. <laughs> hey, you know. Yeah, and, and, and you have sort of administrative capacity contained with these as well, because you know it's not just um, not just like laity. It's also you have uh, monks who might like be familiar with reading and writing, and who are therefore able to like clerk and teach others to clerk, and therefore keep things like ledgers, and therefore can like debts and so on, and so on, so on. Um, Going to invent adding machines soon. Yeah, exactly. yeah on the telegraph. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Which is what they needed. <laughs> it's, it's now time for me to do some more great man history, next slide, please, because Uh-oh. a second Turk has struck the Christianity. Christianity states. You a bitch. Stop. <laughs>
4: <Yes>. <laughs> so, so,
1: so, this is Imad ad Strong Adin... letter to follow, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Imad ad-Din Zengi. He is, he is Lord of Mosul. And um, he's also in lord Iraq. of
0: rocking this turban. Come on. All it looks right. fucking
1: great. Yeah, it uh, looks pretty good.
0: Absolutely whipping it. So I, 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 I believe that too. I could
1: draw about as well as whoever did this good. <laughs> so there are two things that you need to know so about you're doing Zen. You're a, a
2: modern art argument right there, Liam. <laughs> oh, my kid could draw
3: this. Yeah, no, yeah um, my kid could draw. Yeah, I could thing. draw this.
1: Well, did yeah. you? Well,
3: you <laughs> did it. Here's, here, here's the thing. 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 Yes, I actually. This thing. is mine. This is actually my drawing, wow. and I would like it back, please. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I don't, like, Whoa, you know, NFT. good job. I
0: really like this drawing. Ah, That's a good thank one. You.
1: Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> really Aladon. nailed the turban. <laughs> I, I live mm-hmm. and die on your praise. <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> t- two things about Zengi, right? To know. Thing number one, he hates the Crusaders. Thing number two, he hates Damascus way more than he hates the <laughs> Crusaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this is this is a recurring theme. Like the Crusaders are sort of. Distant second priority. Um, in in 1128, Zangi takes Aleppo and it sets up this cold war between him and Damascus. Um, and it, eventually, both he and whatever fucking Baldwin is in charge of Jerusalem this week try and take Damascus. Neither succeeds. Damascus allies with Jerusalem. Um, Prince Jocelyn, cool name of Edessa. Great name. Yeah. Uh, G- goes to try and fight Zengi with an allied force of Artukid Turks because this is the other thing. Like we think about the Crusades as like uh, it's it's Christian versus Muslim bullshit. These guys allied with, across religious lines all the time. This kind of they feels love like an doing everyone that versus
3: shit. everyone situation. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so uh, Jocelyn goes out to to sort of fight Zengi with Actually, these soldiers. I, I have a question, real yeah. quick, Alice. Yeah.
3: Did Crusaders, did, was there ever a, like a time where they tried intentionally to, Muslim, to sorry, to ally themselves with Muslims sort of as quick as possible? If, you're, if your goal is to just take over city mm. and administer it, was that ever a thing? Like, I'm going to get and talk to the Muslims
1: first. Actually, this is a really interesting question because the, this was how the, the ruler of Damascus became so uh, like powerful and so effective was because where there were areas that were sort of in dispute between the two. They would institute something called a condominium, which um, b- building building condominiums on the Syrian border. Um, yes, w- which is it's that's literally a hell it's, of an HOA. It's literally a power sharing agreement, w- which is something that you think of as being like way later in history. But that's exactly what it is. Um, so yeah, that no, they they were perfectly capable of of dialogue with each other in that sense when it was convenient. It just yeah. often wasn't. Okay, um, so. Mm-hmm
2: directly where like the condo uh the etymology of the condo is because you know when you buy a condo you know, with it's like power, power sharing a, yeah. a, an yeah. agreement with the people who actually run the building right, right. yeah
1: yeah absolutely uh, it's, it's and some some, some of you might be Turks some of them might not be um, oh that's terrifying <laughs> so <Yeah>. so,
3: <laughs> so t- just like- taking the holy uh the 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 holy uh lance into my HOA meeting to prove my point about non-native grasses. <laughs> so, so, a holy so, hand
1: grenade. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like goes out to fight uh, Zengi, leaves Edessa totally undefended, and Zengi just goes around him and takes Edessa, takes his whole city and kingdom out king from under shit. him. Just What'd you say? Oh, king shit. Yeah. yeah. He, this 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 causes panic in Jerusalem, panic in Europe. Zengi is not a humble man, so he immediately has himself declared uh, King of Victory, Defender of the Faith. King of Victory fucking rules. I will (laughs) Uh, say that. uh, Mm -hmm. He probably buys himself a nicer turban, just in time for the fucking haters in Damascus to have him assassinated by his own slave. Cowards. Terrifying. I have a question. Adeso yep. with an e.
2: Where is that? Yes. That's not related if you, to. If you, if you go back to
1: the, if you go back to the map, you can see it's sort of like what's now, I guess, northern Syria. Um, okay. I fuck. I don't even know what you call any of this shit with its modern name. I learned. A, I learned a lot of the show, but I do like that Raz and I are truly the idiots in this episode. Or just like,
3: <laughs> please explain <laughs> these, these yeah, geopolitical events. Like,
1: no, trust years me. Old. I, le- I learned all of this shit yesterday. So uh, <laughs> Z- Z- Zangi dies. Uh, he's succeeded by his son uh, Nuruddin, which means Jewel of Faith. Cool name. Great um, name.
0: That's uh, after really this, good, yeah.
1: this is this is the Zengid dynasty, um, but like the thing about Zengi being dead is it doesn't fucking calm anything down. It's like Pancho Villa, right? If this guy can ever have existed in the first place, the time has come for a punitive expedition. Oh boy! Um, and so, the time has come for next slide, please. Crusade two.
0: The crusading. It, it is electric <laughs> <it>
2: <his laughs> boogaloo. It is, it's not electric <laughs> it is now <laughs> time because then it would have a telegraph. It is now time. coordinated
1: this much better. <laughs> it is now time to retake Edessa, and then everybody in Uh-oh. Europe has the exact same question that you two just had: "What the fuck is Edessa? Where is yeah. that? I don't, I yeah, don't yeah. care." And so immediately the, the, the vibe shifts to: "It is time to take Damascus." Uh, which again, which what? we could
3: find on a map. God damn it! That's which important. was Jerusalem's was
1: ally against the guy that they're trying to fight the crusade against. It, mm-hmm. it just idiotic. Um, it's also like,
0: yeah. This is the one that Eleanor of Aquitaine is involved in, and she's all like, "We should probably go talk to my uncle who lives over there." And her husband Louis is like. No, absolutely not. What are you fucking you, uncle? You fucking your uncle? <laughs> oh, what? oh, what? we got to ask your uncle why? Because you're fucking him. And she's like, yeah, that's right. You're I'm <laughs> fucking my uncle. And then he's like, well, I am not talking to you anymore. And anyway, they all get massacred.
3: i too have seen a simple favor starring blake lively and (laughs) um,
0: also
1: also some of them start believing that there's a mystical christian king called prester john who might help us Oh yeah
3: i just heard about this the other day take
1: take this as an example of how sort of closed the world is that they don't actually know how many crusader kingdoms there are
0: they're like dude this he lives down in ethiopia he definitely digs our vibe and he's coming he's definitely coming right
2: Damascus is also the uh, subject of the only facetious statement in the Bible. Huh. What's that? There's, um, this is from Mark Twain. Um, there's a, there's a segment in the Bible that refers to the street called straight in Damascus. Hmm. And the, the thing is the street, straight street in Damascus is incredibly crooked.
1: God, like. it has many curves. I, I think there's right? another bit of sarcasm in the Bible, because Jesus uh, like, uh, does jokingly say to a guy, behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. Which I kind of like. Uh, yeah,
3: don't worry, Israelis are, and I say this as a Jewish person, the worst fucking people on
1: earth. Like,
3: well, irrespective I've heard,
1: I've irrespective heard of that the tide. I've heard uh, that verse explained to me as a joke to the effect of, hey, an honest Jew, right? Like, that's. <laughs> oh,
2: oh. <laughs>
3: Come
1: so, on,
2: Jesus.
1: <laughs> do I have,
2: I'm going to have to get the discourse hat. We, out cancel, we cancel,
1: Jesus. Yeah. yeah no, um, get the discourse hat. So, uh, we're about to talk about. Do you still carrying- have the
2: discourse hat? Yeah, the discourse hat is still sitting on the bookcase in the living room. Oh, well, okay. Right where I left We, we, we gotta good.
1: talk about a recurring theme here, and the thing that made this so fucking irritating to research, which is, uh, war never changes, the Crusades never change, everyone is using the same playbook forever and they just repeat the same things. Um, the same thing happens, like, six times across 200 years. They love doing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so despite this being 50 years after Crusade 1, it plays out remarkably similarly uh, up to and including, uh, walk East along the Rhine, trying to program all the Jews. Um, in, in Stop this case, doing that. Leave, we just want to be
3: left alone. <laughs> all we've wanted for like 5,000 years, besides the the, the war crimes we did in the, uh, in the Torah is just to be left alone. And, and this Can- also, the Canaanites like, had it coming. The Canaanites had it coming.
1: In, in this instance, Dang, S- Saint Bernard of Clairvaux calms it down before it gets too pogromy. But Saint it's still Bernard. Like, yeah, they named <laughs> yeah. the dog after him in tribute. Um, he's a real yeah, they, dickhead. They named, they yeah, named oh, a senator okay. after uh, with, him.
3: Withdrawn. <laughs> so, how so, is he a real dickhead?
0: Well, he's part of the reason why, like, for example, all of Abelard's works get burnt. Um, And granted, Abelard was also a real dickhead, and that's the major reason why they (laughs) burnt all of his works. But they acted like he was doing heresy when he wasn't, but it just nobody liked Abelard. Um, And he also, like, talked a lot of smack to Eleanor of Aquitaine and told her that she needs to be meeker um, and more subservient to the will of God. I
1: would hate to be told to be meeker. Yeah. Was it, well, she, Dr. Eleanor, didn't
3: you just say not two minutes ago that she was fucking her uncle? She's
1: not fucking her uncle! <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I also, We also got to talk about some gay shit, uh, because yeah. I had to find something gay in this. Uh, so, so the Crusaders go to Constantinople. Once again, the Byzantines are very much not happy with all of these fucking weirdos loitering around with swords. Uh, Manuel I, still uh, emperor. Uh, they they pillage one of his palaces, basically, kind of by accident, just because the you know the you know the foraging whatever. Um, also, everyone is insanely petty. Um, the Holy Roman Emperor Conrad III is there. He calls Manuel the First King of the Greeks rather than Emperor of the Romans, and he takes that very personally. Uh, Understandable. He yeah. he also he also really doesn't appreciate this German guy calling himself Holy Roman Emperor, especially also in Constantinople. Um I mean, like, Conrad III, possibly the first guy in history to do the who's neither holy nor Roman nor an Uh, empire bit. uh, (laughs) 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 Um, So so Manuel's (laughs) Manuel's response is to essentially use use heavy cavalry as, like, riot cops to try and physically move the Crusaders east, um, which provokes a sort of minor battle which the Byzantines win. Even Roose, Roos, Roose, They chanted that the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> Cons- consider this Conrad and Manuel's meet-cute. Um, we'll, we'll get back to this. So, the Crusaders enter Anatolia, and the Turks use the same playbook. You harass them for a bit, and then you bring them to battle at Doroleum, the same fucking place. Again. Um, and th- th- they win. Uh, Conrad gets shot through the shoulder. Ooh. and as as we see in this this image here um the second crusader army is crushed outside damascus again this is happening in a field in france because on the one hand it's an idealized form on the other hand it's a political statement of the europeanness of the outremer on the other this is a guy who only knows how to draw one kind of castle. Sorry. That's, that's why. <laughs> no, that's, no, no, there's why, a yeah. little
2: bit of perspective here.
3: <laughs> I you can I, see I that. There's a vanishing the the
2: point somewhere, yeah. probably about here. Roz,
3: as like, <laughs> shit farming peasant, criticizing the traveling artist's
2: perspective work.
3: <laughs>
0: I <laughs> wouldn't have known about it. I, I wouldn't draw.
2: know how to do it. I would.
3: So would, say, would I,
0: I couldn't draw anything this nice, oh, God, me so. either. I
3: I drew- so, I have a funny- i'm gonna derail this podcast again Mm. uh Uh, i a couple years ago come on man uh i drew my dad a card uh and for those of you who know me personally a hand-drawn card for me is the nicest thing i can do for you because i can't draw so for his like whatever two millionth birthday uh (laughs) i i drew him a card and he thought it was something and he gave it back to me he's like Oh, you made this for me when you were a kid. It was like, no, motherfucker. I made that for you like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was thrown down with a 401k when I drew that. Like,
0: <laughs> God, his ass.
1: So I, I got to talk about these two again. Yeah. Uh, Conrad is, of course, on top and Manuel is on bottom, which may not be historically accurate because when Conrad comes back with his army through to Constantinople, fucking, I, I don't know why he does this. Manuel, like, reconciles with him and personally nurses him back to health with his gay ass
0: nice. sorry Bro, I'm re- wait, like, dudes rock okay i'm dude's reading rock, between yeah. the
1: lines here but like wh- i mean th- this ends in like a dynastic marriage between like their, you know their two families which is as close as you can fucking get these these like uh, like essentially an alliance it's wild stuff and i i don't know why these things changed uh, so so much. Um, in any case, however, the crusade has been owned. Um, yeah. nur gets the credit for this, uh, um, Zengi's son. He doesn't really deserve it. It's mostly uh, a guy called muin who is his enemy, and who is the Emir of Damascus, but it doesn't matter. Like um, The Christians have been defeated, they're not invulnerable, uh, so long as... There's a united front between Muslims, which there kind of wasn't here, but anyway. Mm. Uh, and also, if the Muslims are pious, that idea sort of gets transplanted over and people start thinking about the idea of jihad, maybe. That you have a uh, you know a religious war against the unbeliever. Sticky um, little
0: jihad, why not? Yeah, yeah you know, we we know. kind little, of. Have little, to, a little, a little
1: yeah, it's like yeah. every once in a while I get to do a jihad. So 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 Nuruddin, who is of course very sectarian and like oppresses the Shia wherever he finds them, um He he defeats the forces of Antioch at the Battle of Inab. Doesn't even bother to take uh, take Antioch. He just goes around it, leaves it as a rump state, and then goes for a swim in the Mediterranean as a sort of symbolic gesture. Like they have this coastline back. Um,
0: That's pretty uh, balling. I like that, and also I just like the uh, the opportunity to say rump state. So yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, Uh, that's good. same with Jerusalem, he just doesn't bother to take it. It's not important to him. Oh, um, girl, what are you packing in then Jeans? That's a thick-ass romp skate. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 the Crusader Kingdom's only move is south, to try and invade Egypt, and that doesn't work, but the Fatimids are so weak that in desperation they ask this successful jihadi, Nur ad-Din, to come and help, in return for which he easily coos them. Um, and then dies of a throat infection. Next nice. slide, please.
2: Godstrap.
1: God godstrap <laughs> <Yeah>. and died. <laughs> yeah, godstrap and died. Um we we also now gotta talk about what some side. That? Remember when like a couple of slides ago we were talking about armed monks having side hustles? Mm. Yeah. Well mm-hmm. that's one of some of these side hustles are people looking at the crusades and sort of before the second crusade in particular, thinking, oh, this is a successful thing. Like having the Pope go and like tell us to do armed conflict and then bless it. Uh, what other sort of like hammers? What other hammers? What other nails can we like use this hammer on? Um, the Holy <laughs> nails they use to string up Jesus, of course. Yeah. Well, wh- one of them is the Reconquista, which was
3: already oh
1: like uh, already in swing. Like it had, but it, it accelerates after this. Like a, it's a sort of diversion. Guys who don't want to go and fight in Jerusalem go and fight in Lisbon instead, um, and, and get sort of the papal blessing for this um you you can you can crusade against other christians whenever a christian heresy pops up uh if you want to like if it gets too big and you decide that what you want to do is burn a shitload of countryside and like flense a bunch of peasants you
0: might want to go to southern france in the spring and you know (laughs) kill some some good men and women who knows
1: well, not just good, but perfect. Catharism's right. ideas like once we've once we've taken this sacrament, we are free of all earthly sin forever, which the church cannot tolerate, and this culminates in the Albigensian Crusade in southern France, which gives us the phrase kill them all. God will know his own. Uh hey. if you want to get a sense of what the Yikes. vibe is with these things. So you can you can crusade against Muslims in Al Andalus, you can crusade against other Christians, but also you can be like what about these Slavs? Have you seen these guys? Oh uh, no! What about these guys oh. over here? Uh, our boy Bernard of Clairvaux is back again to tell us that we should uh, battle the Slavs until such a time as, by God's help, they shall be either converted or deleted. Uh, <laughs> Ninety-nine percent of the Slavs. Ninety-nine percent of the Slavs have one
2: percent of the Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, of Whatever. I will we'll do. We're gonna we'll go bring them, them
3: we, we will bring the Dodgers back to Brooklyn.
2: <laughs> we're gonna bring the Dodgers back to Kiev, uh,
1: Krakow, uh,
3: <laughs> so, so, uh, so
1: uh, whatever the Polish city is. <laughs> no, nothing we've been talking about so far has been nice or civilized, right? It's important that we we understand that. However, um, the central deal of what come to be called the Northern Crusades is not being a nice person. Um. This is, this is not the type of fighting where you like really make any treaties with anyone. It's the kind of fighting where you sort of you know burn a sacred heath to the ground and like burn are, all the are, priests with it. Like, like,
2: are we going to go to like Norway or Sweden or somewhere? But, here?
1: Well, we're going we're going north to Norway, Sweden, and Finland. But there's not a lot there. What we're mainly talking about here is Poland, Lithuania, uh, Estonia,
0: Estonia. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Uh, and and this is sort of largely a project of uh two or three uh christian military orders which coalesce into one uh, you have the livonian brothers you have the brothers of dobrijen uh and then you have the Teutonic order which eventually eats both of them yeah. these are these guys here the ones with the like black and white sort of like uh looking livery you know? um
2: Look, you got a very Nazi vibe on this in general. Yeah, ge- right?
1: Germans, Germans get a bit fucking um whenever they try and like um go ost, they get a bit like this. Yeah, um, they do. Yeah. And so that what what happens is a process of Ostsiedlung, um, where you, you you put a lot of people to the sword, and you do that so much that you create an entire, you create a theocracy, you create a monastic state. Mm-hmm. Um which stretches from Prussia, which only becomes secular in like fucking 1520, uh, all the way up to to Lithuania, Estonia. Uh, and all of those people get Christianized the hard way. Like yep. there is there really isn't a sort of like your leaders get to sort of be baptized and then uh retain their existing power sort of solution here. This is much more the you know, these guys ride into the village and you have to pay taxes to them now and some other things happen. Yeah, right. So like, they were they a- were not they were not Christian. No, at this point? The, these guys. No, no, no. They were all like fucking, uh, like Animate. shamanistic, yeah. uh, ah, animistic, God, uh, ancestor worshiping, all, all kinds of shit. And um, ah, a lot come, of other yeah, slavs. We were
0: pissed off about this because that used to be where we went to go get martyred. Like you know, <laughs> if you, like if you wanted like a. If, I mean, we started off like one of our first uh, Czech saints. He like did this. He went over to Pomerania and just like insulted all the shamans until they killed him <laughs> because he wanted it so bad. And like you know, like fuck now. How how far are we gonna like, have to walk now and oh, oh, find oh, a pagan? Oh, the, these guys Jesus. actually
1: made him Christian. God damn it! Yeah,
0: yeah, this... we were using that. You know,
1: like we we have, we have noticed that this has some let's say historical parallels, and those historical parallels continue because they then decide, okay, you know who else needs Christianity is the the Kievan Rus. Yeah. Um, and so they, they they go east, and it, the, the the invasion sort of runs out of steam. At, uh, the Battle of the Ice, the Battle of Lake Pipus, um, where they find sounds miserable. It's fucking horrible. They f- they fight each other on top of a massive frozen lake, uh, and and the Teutonic Knights lose. Uh, this is this has been an important cultural moment for Russians. Any time they've needed to think about killing Germans ever yeah. since. Um, no, I, like I it's mean, the, Eisenstein really, really, really. makes a movie of it which is like <laughs> very sort of like it's a it's a, essentially a World War II propaganda movie. Uh-huh. Um uh, raising all of a flag
3: this. over the Reichstag, but also with
1: my list of grievances. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um so I mean, still though, this is tremendously successful for uh, for the Vatican, as far as they're concerned. Like the, the Pope gets de novo Poland and Lithuania out of it, which is like two whole ass Christian kingdoms. Um, the Teutonic Order gets total control of trade on the Baltic and a decent amount of fur trade further east. Mm. Um, it's like it's win win, unless you're being burned alive for worshiping your ancestors. This is this is a remarkably good deal for all of the people doing the slaughtering. Mm. Um, so, but we we got, we got to go back to the Middle East, and we got to take a hard turn here into me being a fangirl on the next slide, because we got to talk about my favourite guy. So, you remember Nuruddin, mm-hmm. uh, Zengi's kid? Well, Nuruddin had this Kurdish general, and that general had a son, and that son was called Salahuddin. Boop Boo!
0: Boo! Gamer uh, okay, horns! Oh, boop, 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 boop. Righteousness
1: guy. of faith, uh, which Very is good. also a really cool name. Uh, yeah. Not, not his actual name. His actual name's Yusuf, but like it's a, it's a title. Um, so fascinating, fascinating guy. Genuinely one of the like. I, I hate great man history. I like popular history. I like talking about like uh, the, the, the social movements and things like this that. This guy
0: whipped though.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm Uh, conscious that I haven't done a lot of that in the notes for this. However, occasionally you get a sort of historical figure who does merit that sort of great man history because they like, okay, they don't arrive at this thing single handedly; they nor do they do everything that they do single handedly. But the the personal things that they do do have a huge effect. Like uh, this guy sort of. Uh, 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 g- uh. Genuinely, this guy's fucking like medieval Napoleon, as uh. far as I'm concerned, in terms of like transformative personal effect. I oh, don't say um, that Joker's saving or, or are up <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so Saladin is—he's—he's uh, a, he's a Sunni. He's serving in the Shia Fatimid Caliphate in Egypt, and he's—he's he's quite successful. But the the, the Caliph makes him vizier because he's a dipshit, right? No one respects <laughs> him. Uh, there's, there's a source that says, he says, there is no one weaker or younger than Saladin. Not one of the emirs obeys him or serves him. Uh, which is therefore, he's the perfect guy to make your vizier, to make your counsellor, because yeah. like he's not going to fucking coup you, yeah. um, or so he thinks.
0: Dun, dun, um, dun, foreshadowing.
1: Because Saladin plays mm. this sort of brilliant game. He, like, he gets very serious, he stops drinking wine, he stops fucking around and um he he acts within and against the state um he puts his friends in very boring very functional jobs he as at, like acts of charity he like builds madrasas or he builds mosques um and he starts secretly corresponding with the uh, the Sunni Abbasid caliph in Baghdad. You know what would have been made it easier is if he had, had invented the telegraph. Mm-hmm. He could mm-hmm. have done so much more plotting. He's really good at plotting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's also really good at fighting. Like, he fights off the crusaders when they try and come south. He fights off the Byzantines at one point, and he fights yeah. off Egyptian rebels. Um, and then, like, it is... Fucking beautiful Machiavellian masterstroke. Like a few things happen at once. Um, like the the the, the Fatimid caliph dies of a mysterious illness. Uh, some other people die of mysterious illnesses, uh, and then and then one Friday, like the 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 name switches from the Fatimid caliph to the Abbasid caliph in the sermon at the mosque. And nobody really like notices that much. Anybody asks, and it's just like, oh well, the 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 caliph didn't like name an heir, so now it's just extinct. Sorry. Long, boring service. Everyone just wants to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's check like if you did like
3: check a, like a, a two-hour sermon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. two-hour
1: sermon, and at the end of it, you're like, oh, by the way, a different president now. You're just like, okay, yeah, sure. Oh, Stop their so the dial home, watches. Maybe their clock watches.
2: <laughs> I want to go home and
1: watch uh, whatever I wanna, the I medieval watch Long order man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and so all of a sudden, there's a guy Saladin, is Sultan of Egypt, um, and he's still sort of nominally beholden mostly bloodless to coup. bloodless yeah. yeah. cool. Yeah, he's still nominally beholden to his dad. Well, to his dad's boss Nur-Adin. Um Then, but like. 3 years later he gets this gift which is that Nuruddin fucking dies of the throat infection. Uh and Nuruddin success strep again. That's no same guy, same guy, same um, guy. So so his, the guy dies of strep. His only heir is 15 years old. And that's the one guy who's supposedly able to tell Saladin what to do and nobody's getting fucking bossed around by a 15 year old. Yeah. He can do whatever the fuck he wants and we know what Saladin wants because he writes to this 15 year old to tell him what he's going to do. And what he says he's going to do is to act as a sword against his enemies. Um, oh man. And God so he,
2: if you were 15 he, years old and you're like yeah, oh, that sounds nice. cool. Yeah,
1: it sounds fucking cool as shit. Yeah, but man, I'm just <laughs> trying to fuck. masturbate this
3: house. It's <laughs> like big poster of Saladin. Um,
1: so, so, so D- Damascus is the biggest like thorn in the side of pretty much any um, any Muslim ruler. And what he does is he just sort of diplomatically maneuvers them into a situation where they're forced to ask for his help. And then he just like rides in with seven hundred guys and goes, "Yeah, here's the help you asked for." Also, I'm in, I'm like the emir of you now, and he's like, welcomed as a hero for it." He comes out of it smelling <laughs> of roses. We'll be welcomed as liberator. He, yeah, genuinely, it's like it's so politically brilliant. Like he, his enemies try and like pass this off as what it actually was, which is, oh, he wants Damascus and he just takes it, but it doesn't stick because he just goes, "Yeah, I was invited." And he actually was. Um, and so the the remaining Zanguds they try assassinating him. That doesn't work. Uh, They try Mm. fighting him in battle. That doesn't work. They try assassinating him again. He fucking wakes up in the middle of the night and catches the hand with the dagger in it, like an inch away from his face.
4: Wow!
1: Um, And his response to (laughs) (laughs) this is like a Castro type character.
3: Yeah. (laughs) And and he's, he's, his he's, medieval CIA <laughs> bubbling about the assassination, <laughs> going to the ye oldie green zone McDonald's
1: just to try to feel something again. His his response to his uh, attempted assassination, the second one, is to embark on a, a short six month campaign to completely destroy the assassin sect, mm. which he does. Um, he just like lays waste to them as a political force.
2: We're not even big enough to have the burger king. We know we only have (laughs) burger
1: knights, burger lord. (laughs) We have the burger, the burger, uh, account. (laughs) (laughs) But he he goes east and he just knocks off the like important bits. He takes fucking Aleppo, he takes Mosul. Uh, It's like I am fully into this guy's hype, and a lot of people were at the time too. Um, He, like, makes sense as a sort of unifying liberator. He's the fucking Simone Bolivar of uh, of the Arab world. Um, and, I mean, it's debatable whether or not he would have gotten around to, like, seriously trying to take stuff off the Crusaders anyway. But he has a problem, and the problem is with one guy. Next slide, please. Reynal de Chatillon, well, okay. aka The yeah, Duke, on. from Cake. <laughs> uh, this huge piece of shit. Not to get too partisan, but like even the more like sort of if you like revisionist approaches to understanding Reynaldo Chateauneuf have, have like at the least described him as impulsive. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so I feel like if that's what carries you through the ages, uh, something's yeah. about to go very poorly. He's he's this very minor French noble. He arrives basically as a mercenary. Uh, the First Crusade, marries way, way above himself, uh, and becomes by virtue of this a Prince of Antioch. Um, while he's doing this, he at one point extorts and tortures the um, the Orthodox Patriarch of Antioch by covering him in honey and making him sit in the sun all day?
0: Incredible. Incredible. That's a lot
1: of bees. I, I don't know. want to deal with that many bees. <laughs> no, no, I've seen the Wicker Man. He, he like that always, he always needs money. Uh partly because same. he has like Subscribe catapulted himself <laughs> into this sort of um, <laughs> social position that he can't really afford. So he he raids and he ransacks uh then Byzantine Cyprus, basically on a whim for ransom money. Um, gets humiliated by Manuel I, the Emperor. Same guy, same gay guy as with Conrad, um, who like makes him walk barefoot beside his horse and stuff. Um Tries to raid Aleppo, gets captured by the Muslims, and they keep him in prison for fifteen years. Um, eventually, gets ransomed by Manuel I again. He just—that's the thing about Manuel—he just like crops up in weird places. He just loves to do a ransom. stories. you
0: know. That's yeah. his thing.
1: Yeah, like he—he he pays a lot of money to get Reynard out of jail too. Um, mm. This is like probably part of a very convoluted plan to try and strike up a Byzantine Jerusalem alliance. Kind of like um, the guy. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll pay the bail, whatever. Right?
3: <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there in ten minutes. Yeah, my whole be here. He didn't do anything right. wrong? Like half as, asleep. As, Why as did not you even the telegraph
1: yet? As, as as we know, prison doesn't work. It doesn't reform anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so and so right comes out of prison worse. Um, he like he hates Muslims more. He won't oh. listen to anybody on his own side. Uh, I mean, the sort of more revisionist answer here is like, he is the only crusader leader who tries to fight Saladin. But on the other hand, he is the only crusader leader who tries to fight Saladin. Um, He, you know, there's this sort of tentative truce that he violates all the time. Um, He, you know, he he insults the prophet, he tortures his captives, Um, he does this unexpected piratical naval attack through the Red Sea. Naval mm. conflict. Let's go. I want the Ooh. Navy.
4: Let me see some
2: boats fighting each other. Let's go. <laughs>
1: well, what happens, what happens is that. Just autonomous boat drones. What happens is that no one's fucking expecting a naval attack. They're not really supposed to do that. Oh, yeah, they never do, Alice. To, to to the extent to which he, he successfully raids a bunch of trade ships in the Red Sea and then sort of credibly threatens Mecca and Medina, which are not really that well defended because they're not. You know, threatened really. Um, there's this rumor that goes around that he wants to like steal Muhammad's corpse and take it back to Jerusalem. Um, it, all of which sort of conspires to make him in it, like Saladin makes a big deal out of his own PR, out of his own like chivalry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is a recurring theme. Like, uh, but both he and sort of like later Crusader leaders love to talk about how civilized they are with each other. They love to be like, oh, and then I gave him like a glass of iced rose water, and we talked about it as brothers. Um, I stabbed him in the neck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because generally they like ransomed each other and stuff, but it's just this one guy who doesn't know when to fucking stop. um, Who makes Saladin, who like prides himself on his like tolerance and his patience, go. I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. I'm gonna make sure this guy has this a nice time. fucking head. Um, That's an actionable threat, Alan. We can't do yeah. this. Against a guy who died in. When was the Battle of Hattin? Um I don't know. Roz always censors me oh, when I, I do it. Know. Yeah. Well, anyway. So, next slide, please. So, this, this, this sort of provokes Saladin to really crush the Crusader Kingdom, such as they are um he fights the battle of hatin which crushes the crusader kingdoms as a military power captures all of their leaders um when he hears of this defeat the shock straight up kills the pope oh which i find oh, very shit. funny <laughs> oh yeah just That's dies really of funny. like either a heart so I'm attack or a stroke. Being yeah, <laughs> just. <laughs> um, and then he 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 ransoms everybody else, but he he does behead Reynald on the basis that he said he was going to, and he really doesn't like him. Um, possibly he's that little head down there. Um, and then after a short siege and a lot more ransoming, Saladin captures Jerusalem, which means it is time for next slide, please. Crusade. Number three, the funniest image I have ever seen: just a guy going like, "Oh, like he's pulled like a ligament or something," while a totally placid horse looks on. Yeah, the horse—they
0: don't care. (laughs) That
2: horse, that horse is about to be murdered in whatever this liquid is. This, this looks like uh, cum. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) always comes back to cum.
4: Mm -hmm. I feel like.
2: He was about to jump off this horse like it was a
1: Yoshi in a, a Mario game. <laughs>
4: oh yeah, sacrifice you know, the horse. Gets, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is uh, th-
1: this is Frederick the First. He's the Holy Roman Emperor now. You can tell by the big red beard. Um They um, so so because Saladin has taken every port but Tyre, and he might take that too. And it takes like a year to get there, and he might have taken it by then. You can't travel over the Mediterranean for Crusade Number Three. You got to go over land. Um, And in the course of doing that, Frederick I's horse slips in a river. He falls and he drowns in his armor, which is hysterical. To me,
2: that's really dumb. That's That's, that's that's really tough. Like what a way to die. (laughs) Probably should have taken the armor off in the event of this. You could have built a bridge like you were like a, a, a Roman emperor.
1: For instance. You know,
0: I'm just I'm just a yeah. built different. I would simply wiggle out of my armor easily. <laughs> I would case. simply get the quick the release
1: buckles, yeah. <laughs> um so so the, the two remaining armies are uh, the English King Richard, Cur de Lyon, Lionheart, and the French King Louis. Um they they sort of make their way there without drowning. Richard takes Cyprus off the Byzantines because of a party that gets out of hand. mm mm-hmm. There's like this sort of accusations of bride kidnapping. It's all very convoluted, um, but as as a consequence, like he just grabs Cyprus, um, and then they lay siege to the port of Acre uh, or Acre, I'm still.
0: I think. It's, I think it's Acre.
1: Uh, I I I could anyway. They 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 lay siege to it, and like things have changed quite a bit in like the European method of warfare at this point. They have much more advanced siege engines, and this culminates with uh, Richard setting up two huge mangonels named God's Own Catapult and Bad Neighbor. (laughs) I like this. (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. Let's go with with which they like breach the um breach the walls. Um they you know the city surrenders, and they're predictably massacred because like this is the third crusade this is especially the one where all of the chronicles are like uh chivalry between even across sides right like saladin is this sort of noble figure who respects his enemy yeah that shit only applies to important people Mm -hmm. if you if if you're in a city that has been like has fallen to siege you are not getting a nice cup of iced rose water you are getting fucking killed
0: yeah it's like this is this is for rich people only like if you aren't going to be able to produce a ransom we we don't care that's it
1: yeah 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 um, and, and Richard wins the Battle of Asuf, largely due to, like, this sort of better discipline, and also the invention of the crossbow, which is a terrifying weapon, um, which oh, sort yeah. of badly, badly democratises warfare. Richard gets killed by one on his way back from this crusade, well. with, by just some kid. Uh, yeah, in, in yeah, f- <laughs> and,
0: then, and they're like, um, and then he had the kid brought in and was like, "Everybody, leave the kid alone!" Like he just got lucky, and then they a hundred percent flayed the kid after Richard ate it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Crossbows, crossbows are great. You can just punch through armor with relatively little effort. You don't really need that much training to use one. You need to be physically strong, even. You just need to be able to lift it. Um, and so he this, is, this, this is this thing back. I learned this in Minecraft. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh and and so- Saladin loses this one, and this 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 ends with the Treaty of Jaffa, which reestablishes the Kingdom of Jerusalem as this strip of land along the coast with its capital at arca um and then Richard and Saladin, they really like each other um there's this strange sort of period where both of them want a dynastic marriage, but neither of them wants their chosen spouse in it to convert. Um and it just it it never quite comes off. But it's weird that these guys like you know, the way that we think of the Crusades, it's that's one of the things that's fallen by the wayside is these guys sort of seeing themselves as social equals and going, actually, yeah, we would quite like to like marry into this. Um I, I don't know, I think Britain would be way more normal with a part Kurdish royal family.
4: But-
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so Saladin dies. Richard gets ransomed by some Germans he pissed off and then he gets crossbowed on the way home. Um, it's it's his tentative piece, but Jerusalem is still controlled by the Muslims. And so it is time for next slide, please. We're really blasting through these. Crusade number four. Yes. The funniest oh, one. We got some good, oh, this one is two, good. We this got some two good. points this, perspective is, here. This guy has <laughs>
3: least a
2: tube two, with two, fire shooting out of it. Two vanishing yeah, points fire? here.
3: Oh, okay. Thank uh, you.
2: Maybe, maybe we got like maybe three vanishing points here. Anyway, oh no, because <laughs> we got
1: this guy here as well. All right. So, so this is this is the last crusade to be called by a pope. Incidentally, everything after this is essentially freelance bullshit. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the last crusade that I actually put in a slide for because I mean, much...
0: like the pope calls a bunch of crusades against the Hussites, but they all lose, and it's very yeah. funny. So, Is you this know, the one yeah. where
1: they fuck up Venice? Uh, no, it's the one uh, they, fuck up yeah, they fuck up Constantinople. on. Constantinople. Oh, right. they their own city.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. A quick plug: uh, Lions Led by Donkeys uh, did an episode on this,
1: in which I'm on. Yeah, go listen to that. You get this in more detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so <sighs> fucking Manuel the get everywhere in this story. This when, guy. when, when he was still emperor there had been an embassy to Constantinople by the Republic of Venice, and um, uh, Manuel had really taken a dislike to this kid called Enrico Dandolo, and he had had him blinded, um, because that was just kind of how the Byzantines did things with people they didn't like. Um, And Enrico Dandolo really didn't like- he really took this personally. And he later becomes Doge of Venice. Um and so as Doge of Venice he uh financially sponsors this this fourth crusade um wow which is much crusade very <laughs> very sword <laughs> yeah they much quite armor. literally get some doge coin to do this um <laughs> and so th- they uh, they meant to go to Jerusalem they don't go to Jerusalem what they do is they sack the 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 Christian city of Zara uh, and the Pope fucking excommunicates all of them because they're yeah. going off message. Um, and he tells them, like, <laughs> seems- you know, <laughs> well, yeah, he excommunicates them, and then goes, "Go to Jerusalem, and I will unexcommunicate you." Oh
3: Which man, is, like, I'm not doing your dirty work. <laughs> Go to Jerusalem. Funny, <laughs> that's, that's all popes can
0: do, though. They're all your come out of communicated.
3: Imagine
2: logistics of sending the messages, though. Yeah, right. (laughs) If only they had a
1: telegraph. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So they don't don't go to Jerusalem. Where they go is Constantinople, because they have been told by the Venetians that if they install a different guy as emperor, a guy called Alexios IV, Eh. uh, then he will pay them a lot of money, uh, and they can all be rich. Um, they think they're going to be greeted as liberators. Uh-oh. oh. Have
0: you heard this one before?
1: They, they are not greeted as liberators. <laughs> um, so so, so they, they, they overthrow their guy, uh, I mean, they put Alexios in power, and demand a shitload of money, which he goes, yeah, no, I will totally pay you. He doesn't have the fucking money, is the mm-hmm. thing. Uh, he starts having the melt down icons for gold and silver to pay off these people who are loitering outside the walls with malicious intent. <laughs>
4: um,
1: like the Byzantines, like would have had the forces to defend Constantinople had it not been had this not happened so quickly and unexpectedly.
0: Yeah, and I mean, so what- why would they think that they were going to get attacked necessarily by like the Venetians? It was just odd, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, and, they and did so have all those big big. Walls, yeah, real big yeah. walls plus, mm-hmm. plus 5,000 Varangians who are like uh Norse mercenaries, um, with axes. So, there is oh, what I want to we Let me so, do that. So, so, so Alexios, yeah, one of them like carved his name into the Hagia Sophia, by the way. Uh, yeah. um still survives. Um one of the so 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 Alexios is like debasing the fucking icons. He's ransacking all of the churches, trying to find a way to pay these people. Who amongst no- us has not had <laughs> to pay a bar tab? They don't remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's it's not enough. The loans co- like the all, all of the fucking bills come to you. And um uh, these guys siege and take Constantinople. Um and as we've seen before, what happens to a city once you take it, you fucking you just do whatever you want. It's the purge. You can burn down a church, you can burn down a synagogue, you can take a bunch of gold, you can uh like kill whoever you want. Um and they do. This is like universally deplored. Like uh Catholics are horrified. Uh, Orthodox Christians are horrified. Muslims are not really paying attention. <laughs> um, it's widely regarded as a bad, bad move. move. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. the thing, the thing, the thing about Constantinople is that, like, it's for a lot of a lot of writers and a lot of sort of thought, it's the city. Like, it's the it's the city. It's the one right. city. Everything yes. else is like a pale imitation of it. Um, and it's vastly depopulated, humiliated um a shitload of sacred art and uh like sacred places are defiled um and yeah no we, what this accidentally does is destroy the Byzantine empire splits it into three parts um, causes the great schism between Catholics and Orthodox Christians um and, which you know, I mean the Catholic Church is to this day. Yeah, you know, the Catholic Ooh. Church is still apologizing for it. Like what uh, well they might, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um and I mean this is like the last serious crusade, and it's not even fucking serious. After this, there's like fucking six more. They're all a long tail of bullshit nobles who have problems at home going Jerusalem and then either not taking Jerusalem, or once taking Jerusalem for fifteen years and then losing it again, um, right. they send all the kids out there, yeah, that too um, <laughs> I, I mean i I've written down the notes here. imagine living in ten ninety six forever. I laugh as I live in the sixth mm-hmm. consecutive twenty sixteen <laughs> it's It's just one of these these things where like the the sort of the political and the military settlements are unacceptable but unchangeable, and so it just continues. In a dumber way until sort of the tide goes out, as it were. Um, I mean, also, Saladin's dynasty, the Ayyubids, are largely displaced by their own slaves, the Mamluks, um, which is incidentally how the Seljuks had gotten started in the first place, was by being slave soldiers. So, you know, time is a flat circle. Uh, the fucking Mongols invade from the east. Uh and you know, the Crusader states, such as they are, try to make some hay of this, but can't. Uh the last the last Crusader states, I think Acre and uh, Tyre f- fall in the 1290s, and there's like that's it for the Utramor. Um yeah. so some of the knights fuck off to Cyprus or Malta, uh hold on to them for a couple more centuries. The Knights Templar go back to France and England and uh, then uh fucked over in their turn. Um, and and I mean, that's yeah. the fucking Crusades, really. Rest in peace, mm.
0: the Ultra Bear. yeah
3: Yes, uh, that's, that's it, part. It, one of
1: the Crusades. We will be
3: reviving this. We will be going I, back to the Crusade. Never, vibes. never, wow.
1: never again. I, who would, who uh, you are gonna hate Pen Central Part Four. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, so I mean, yeah, the the, the Ultramare, it was weird while it lasted. What else mm-hmm. can we say about it? Um,
0: you know, just. Some dudes rule. There's some examples of guys rocking, more examples of guys who don't. Uh, some people were accused of fucking their uncles. And then later <laughs> in the 14th century, when people would write about Eleanor of Aquitaine, they'd say that she was fucking Saladin as well. <laughs> <laughs> which is not true, but you know, hey, there you go. Mm,
1: you I'd, know, take and I'd take it. I'd take it. And I have a final slide here, which is about sort of, I guess, what you call historiography, right? Which is uh, like. What are the what do we learn from the, studying the history of the Crusades and like the history of the history of the Crusades? And Nothing good. What, what what are they? What what are they in the popular imagination now? And uh, we we see here an example of this is a, a German soldier in Afghanistan wearing a patch that says "Pork Eating Crusader" with an image of I think Richard Cœur de Lion eating a It's big... Not even
2: in German.
1: No. Mm. Um, and I mean, I guess it's sort of like. Fondly imagined, by but it extremists. is in Arabic as well. <laughs> yeah, just just so that the, like the people that you're shooting at know that that's why. Yeah, um, yeah. As if they'd be able to fucking get close enough to read it. Um, I think it's very funny. By them.
0: <laughs> I think it's very funny how much they think that other people care about them eating pigs. Like yeah. it's just pretty intense.
1: It's and I mean, of course, we're all familiar with guys like this. We're all familiar with the, like the the far right appeal to the crusades, especially uh, now that you know Islamophobia is uh, twinned with a, a you know terror of mass migration. Uh, but it, it's true of both sides to an extent. Like ISIS, fucking loved to call the West Romans. They loved that shit because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's Quranically sanctioned. It appeals to previous heritage. Um fucking Saladin's heraldry is on like the national emblems of like five countries. Um it's you know it's it's a tremendously appealing thing if you want to talk about religious political violence. Um so I mean with that in mind, I really only have you know, I only have it left to sort of invite closing thoughts, really. Uh um, get owned, um, Crusaders.
0: Yeah, get own crusaders. Um, a, yep. I think that's a in primary B. Um, I just think it would be cool if anyone ever looked at this and considered whether they thought that long term they could uphold some form of op- occupation in the Middle East when they are from very <laughs> far away. Maybe think about that. Um, C, don't do Constantinople like that. You mm. know, I, I think yeah. that's important as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I was fucked up a lot, but I just want to say Deus Volt. Changing the crusade from the inside.
3: Yes. Raz going on a crusade only to realize two miles in that his feet hurt, that he should have brought a bike and that he hates crowds.
1: No, I mean, I if would you do bicycle, the bicycle to Damascus, crusade. you would definitely yeah. you would definitely triumph, I think. If I had a bicycle and they had invented the telegraph. Well, you'd be up against like Turkic uh, bicycle archers, is the thing. Uh but consider I had the bicycle before they did.
3: Ah well Well, the telegraph you'd be unstoppable. Yeah,
4: exactly. (laughs) I'd
2: have the bicycle and have a big coil of telegraph wire and I'd be (laughs) running ground wire the whole way out there.
1: I mean, that's 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 really all I had. So thank you all so much for, for listening. Eleanor, thank you for coming on. If the people want more Eleanor, where can they find you? Uh,
0: you can check out my blog, which is going-medieval.com. You can find me on Twitter at Going Medieval. And if you want a nice little medieval history book, you can check out my comic book, The Middle Ages of Graphic History. I talk about all the shit in it, you know, oh, yeah. just buy not in um, as much detail. Buy the, book. <laughs> buy the yeah. book,
3: buy the book, buy the book, <laughs> buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> buy the book. <laughs> That's really world.
4: good. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, you. Uh, this is the one you paid for because you're an idiot, or you stole it. In which case, whatever. Understandable. Yeah. We get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, especially if you're one of those people complaining about how much money we make on Twitter. Yeah. Um, uh, I,
1: I, I didn't hundred percent mean all of the Hassan Pika jokes. I just think they're funny. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm to putting to that, I'm, comment, pu- I'm putting, so. I'm putting that at the end because I know, like, that's the least likely place for anyone to hear it. And so it will do the <laughs> least to minimize the angry comments. Eh. It all drives engagement. It's yes. all good to me. Yeah. It's funny, actually.
3: Someone, uh, when I got really mad in the, uh, in the about some Twitter thread, uh, you know, what? this doesn't matter. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go Celtics, fuck the Nets, fuck Kyrie Irving, fuck <laughs> Kevin Durant, fuck Steve Nash, yes. fuck Bruce Brown, fuck mm, Andre yeah. Drummond, fuck Steph, Steph and Seth Curry. The, the oh, Boston wow. Celtics. The Boston okay. Celtics take Jerusalem. Are, are triumphant. Uh, break out those fucking brooms. How's that feel? Do you like that shit? Uh, yeah, go Celtics, baby. Ooh, All
4: right. Interesting. Michala. Okay. Yeah.
3: Perfect. Well, bye, everyone.
4: Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs>